Good evening, hockey fans. Welcome to our CITR Sports live presentation of Canada West Conference Ice Hockey on CITR.ca. The University of Alberta Golden Bears face off against the UBC Thunderbirds tonight at the Doug Mitchell Thunderbirds Sports Center. It's time for the opening face-off, and for the play-by-play call of the game, let's connect right now with our commentators ringside. The following... Good evening. Welcome inside the Doug Mitchell Thunderbird Sports Center for our live presentation of Canada West Men's Hockey here on CITR 101.9 FM and CanadaWest.tv. Alongside Tim Winter, I'm Jason Wang. And Tim, this is a battle of UBC and Alberta tonight, so the two teams uh, competing for second place in the conference standings. Alberta entering with an 8-3-1 and record, while the T-Birds uh, have the same number of points, but uh, one fewer win uh, tied for that 17-point uh, mark behind the conference leader, Saskatchewan Huskies. Yeah, both very strong teams. They've already seen each other earlier this season uh, for the first weekend, September 12th and 13th, and Alberta walked away with a loss in both of those, uh, with UBC winning 3-2 in overtime first, and then a 2-0 shutout immediately after that. Starting goaltenders tonight, uh, Luke Siemens for the U of A, and Adam and Matt Hewitt for UBC off the opening faceoff. Let's play in the neutral zone with T-Birds on the passing play due to D. Josh Connolly, the pass-up ice, and a soft chip in from the left-wing side, sent in from Monraj Heyer. Goes into the four-check, a two-on-two battle for the puck. It's Austin Veterals there, but... The, Golden Bears make the breakout play on, from the left side to gain the center ice with Stefan Legault. And the wrist shot tipped up high out of play off of Chase Clayton's stick. So next face off staying in the UBC zone. Strong opening play for the Thunderbirds. Uh, Connolly had a real nice two-line pass to break out uh, high air. Uh, got tied up along the board. And, uh, Alberta on the counterattack just whipped it up high. They soften the UBC defensive zone. A draw taken by UBC, and they start the breakout play. Soft dump in down the left wing side. Battled for it there between Bonas DC and Rowley. And now a lob pass through center ice. The Golden Bears gain the zone here with Coper. Cycling to the left side corner. T-Birds take control from there. Forced to play outside the blue line. Lockhart is momentarily tied up as... Cruz Reddick takes the puck, a hard ring-around dump in, sent in from the right-wing side. And the loose puck comes free to Josh Connolly. Skates down the right-wing side, shoot in right on to Siemens. He steers out of side into the corner. On the left-wing side, Brett Ferguson gains the zone for the U of A. James Crooks is there with him in the corner. They have the puck behind the net, but it's broken out free. Scott McDonald, relaying in one more pass ahead to John Tillett, goes through his reach, and... U of A back to start another breakout play here. Shoot in from the left wing side from Mitch Topping. 
bit of an awkward bounce off the end board that uh, Hewitt had to be careful with. And his defenseman free up the puck. Skating out with it now. The center ice breakout play to Joe until it slips through his reach, but it goes through to David Robinson. And now Scott McDonald from the right wing side. The ring around, and they keep in with Ben Ewan Hewson. He has hit hard just as he made the play. And now the U of A uh, breakout pass goes the length of the ice, and that's whistled on the no-touch icing. Alberta again electing to go with uh, Siemens and Nets. He's started every single game for them so far. Yeah, all 13 games of him between the pipes for the Golden Bears. Posted a 1.67 goals against average and a 93% save percentage in conference play so far. And the next faceoff is to his right in the U of A zone. The draw forced into the corner and played free by Mitch Topping. And now the keep in at the left point with Bardaro cycles it into the corner. Brennan Yedlowski there for the U of A. A lob pass through the neutral zone, and the foot race for the puck as Braden Lowe chases after on the forecheck, but the T-Birds with Josh Connolly gain possession, almost a dangerous pass up the middle, but Riley Gunther skates it out to center ice, and the dump-in there facilitates the next UBC change. Battle for the puck there in the corner between Vetterill and Yedlowski. Yedlowski pushes it forward, a bank pass gets... U of A into the zone nicely in the center pass. They score. Beautiful passing play of the streaking left wing rush by Tanner Clarkson. The centering pass straight across Matt Hewitt, who had no answer for the one-timer that went across his doorstep. Yeah, Neil Manning tried to force Clarkson to the corner on that play, but he just cut in on him and real easy cross-crease goal. You can see didn't do too well to break that up. Yeah, Dylan Brito on the finishing end of that passing play. Set up by Tanner Clarkson's rush down the left wing side, a nifty bank pass that freed him up past the UBC blue line, and he just feathered the centering pass across to Brito. Basically a tap in one timer there to open the scoring. And that goal for uh, Brito is his second goal of the season. As the Golden Bears draw first blood here early in this first period. Here, the U of A gained the zone on the left wing side with Stefan Legault. Takes a hard hit from Neil Manning. Forces the puck into the right wing corner. Two on two battle for it there along the sideboard. Joe Antilla forces out to the neutral zone. Rhett Rachinski makes a soft dump in and peels away on the Alberta change. Connolly skates in. High wrist shot is high above Luke Siemens' crossbar. And Three cheaper skaters peel away for the line changes. Jordan Rally skates through. Breakout pass here with Cruz Reddick. Forced to the half wall by Kyle Becker. And the referee whistles play on the offensive zone hand pass. Real nice two-line pass from Carr to Reddick. And try to wait for his teammates to catch up near the boards. Just, uh, they took a little too long there. He got bodied hard. Penalty here against the U of A Golden Bears. This one's a charge of Cruz Reddick. So here's the chance for the Thunderbirds on their first power play of the game to 
try for the equalizing goal after the Golden Bears open the scoring with Dylan Bretto's goal at 2.57. Henry passing the clock. Cross-ice pass for Federal just behind his reach. And the Golden Bears skate away shorthanded. Three on two. The wrist shot from the left wing side by Ferguson misses the short side post. And the T-Birds get control of the clock now. Try to initiate the breakout play. Bardero makes a pass to his left, and Lockhart skates it down the left wing side, plays it into the corner, but Dylan Brito is first to play it. Federal skates on the puck, sets up Manning at the point, now dishing off. Manning at the top of the point again. Down the low, Bardero looking for the centering pass, and it's covered up in front of Luke Siemens. U of A in solid penalty-killing formation there, taking away that centering pass down low. Yeah, until it looks set up nicely right in front of the crease to pop that one in. And it looked like Jamie Crook for the Alberta Golden Bears that uh, laid down on the ice to cut the pass. U of A tries to clear the zone off the faceoff, but Neil Manning makes a keep in at the last point, dishes across to his right to Vetterl. Federal skating down the half wall, a bank pass off the end board to Bardero. His pass back to the point to Manning forces him to back away from the blue line, and now the U of A forced the puck outside to the neutral zone. Keeper gained the zone again from the left side with Lockhart. Drop pass with Bardero. One more drop pass to the open point up top, and it vacates due to neutral ice again. Thunderbirds not quite setting up the power play formation they wanted. And they have 30 seconds left in Reddick's penalty. Still five on four. It's a hard dump in from the right wing side, sent in from Rosignol. U of A clear it right away. And the T-Birds will try again to make the breakout pass. This one sent back from Rito, back to the UBC blue line. And this time UBC trying to gain the zone down the right wing side with Rosignol. At the point, Connolly. He should stop the higher. Conrad Heyer momentarily stick check, makes the pass back to Tonley, point shot tip towards the net, and the deflection on by Hilton was stopped by Siemens. A high wrist shot from the point goes wide of the post as Reddick is now out of the penalty box, back to full strength hockey here. Reddick skates on to the puck from his own blue line, makes a backhand soft dump into the corner. U of H just trying to complete the partial line change that, that just finished up, penalty killing. Connolly awaits for his teammates to make the breakout play in front of him. Makes the pass ahead to Wagner. Sawyer Lang makes the bank pass. And the Golden Bears breakout three on three. A good back check by David Robinson to steal the puck back. And as Riley Gunther relaying the pass ahead to Wagner. A pice pass into the neutral zone picked off by Brett Ferguson. He sends the Thunderbirds back again. Denver's having all, tr- all sorts of trouble trying to make a breakout pass from their right side up ice into the neutral zone. It's been picked off and sent back twice in a row now. Venue using up. Breakout pass in the neutral zone picked off again in the Golden Bears attack. Shot, shot from the right side on the sharp angle. Stopped by Hewitt. That was sent in from Sawyer Lang, who now peels away on the Alberta line change. Delayed. 
penalty call here to the U of A. I think it was just for a high stick, wasn't it? Uh, the referee didn't have his arm up, but the Golden Bears avoided touching the puck. Yeah, it looked like it. It's been a pretty long-feeling shift for Wagner there. Got uh, checked out in open ice twice, trying to break out the pass from the blue line. And Alberta giving him a rough time. Seven and a half minutes through into this first period. The Golden Bears have the only goal so far, as scored by Dylan Brito at the two-minute 57 mark. Thunderbirds looking to break out pass and almost intercepted up the middle. Stefan Legault presses on the forecheck, forces Josh Connolly back to behind his net. Now Hilton, cross-ice pass across the center line. Back on the right wing side with Lockhart. Dishes off and a wrist shot by Bonacici is tipped wide before it reached Luke Siemens. Golden Bears trying to counterattack it with Legault. Dishing off a slap shot by Jordan Rowling, the one-timer, and fanned on it. The loose puck skated onto by Legault. Now Fowley from the last point. Wrist shot toward t- goal, blocked aside by Hilton. Bonacici chases after the puck on the right wing half board. Braden Lowe challenges him with a hit and now makes the play ahead. The puck with Rhett Ruchinski behind the net. Braden Lowe trying to make the wraparound out the right wing side. And Golden Bear set up Rowley at the top of the point. Now fishing off to Dabrowski on the right wing half board. Neil Manning's tripped up behind the net trying to go after the puck. The Golden Bears come up with it. Rowley feeds the left side trying to get Dabrowski. But that hits his back of his skate. And Hilton only skates the puck out to center ice. Not quite getting it in deep, but the Thunderbirds were at least able to change four skaters while that happened. Ice is tilted completely on the UBC defensive zone the last three shifts in a row. Finally, they're able to get some headway up ice. Austin Vetteral centering pass on the left wing post, and it's covered up by Siemens for the whistle. Vetteral stick broke right after the play there. That was slashing or what? But Alberta doing a fantastic job of containing UBC on the breakout. Uh, Alberta's defenseman playing quite aggressively here. So the first shift in I think four minutes, the Thunderbirds have a face-off in the offensive zone. Uh, Golden Bears take control off the draw. Yadlowski has the ring around to spring. A rush on the left-wing side, trying to reach Hickmott, but it goes too far ahead of him all the way to the end boards for the no-touch icing call. Next face-off to Luke Siemens' left here in the U of A zone with 10 minutes, 26 seconds still to play in the first period. Golden Bears lead the Thunderbirds. 1-0 on a goal by Dylan Brito earlier in this first period. The ring around from the Golden Bears clears their zone as the Teavers go back to retrieve. Brandon Underwood beating Vetteral. A couple teammates converge to Vetteral trying to help him out, but he loses the puck. Quick centering pass and they score. U of A right off the deal in the offensive zone as Lefko Coper scores on the one-timer. Looked like Vetterall tried to clear it out. And Cooper right at the top of the slot with a beautiful wrister that just trickles in low past uh, 
Eric Williams. So the Golden Bears add to their lead, scoring a second goal. And that goal for Coper is his fourth goal of the season. He ties Kuzradik for second in the Golden Bears goal-scoring column. Uh, Jordan Hickmott is the scoring leader for the U of A so far with six goals, 15 points. And Hickmott was the instrumental play player who made that steal uh, off of Ederl to set up Coper for that one-timer as well. So uh, his assist now gives him 10 assists and 16 points. We'll update that as the Golden Bears scoring leader. A couple of players converge to make a hit right in front of our on-life level microphone, and the puck goes into the Golden Bears bench. Alberta's playing a real physical game with UBC tonight, trying to force the turnovers as much as possible. And it seems to be working quite well for them. UBC not able to generate much at all. When they are in the offensive zone, the shots are all to the outside. The shots on goal so far, four from the U of A, three from UBC. And two shots from the Golden Bears have gone into the net for goals. Pass. Matt Hewitt. Let Rish off on the left side is blocked by sent from Brett Ferguson, blocked by the traffic in front. Now the loose puck to the right wing corner. Ferguson battling there with Neil Manning. And an open ice hit to free the puck into the neutral zone. Joe Antilla collided into Brett Ferguson. Golden Bears dumped the puck into the end boards again, chasing after it on a four check. Golden Bears have a partial line change in the middle of the shift. And Hubert's forced the puck up ice on the bank pass. It goes the length of the ice. The icing is waved off. Jordan Rowley makes the next Golden Bears breakout play, skating the puck himself down the left wing side, centering pass across just out of the reach of Rhett Rachinski. Loose rebound in front. Uh, Hewitt made a first kick save, left the rebound in the slot, but his teammates cleared out of danger. Uh, so far, uh, the Golden Bears have really uh, given Matt Hewitt a lot of trouble with shots through traffic uh, there. Matt Hewitt just barely able to see it at the last second. It's made the kick save, but left the rebound in a pretty precarious position. That was a terrible defensive effort by UBC. Rowley came end-to-end, virtually uncontested, even though uh, Rosignol and Wagner were right there along the boards. Neither of them gave him any, of, any uh, hardship. The wrist shot from the right side by Brennan Jodlowski is blocked, and the loose puck free for UBC to skate out. Josh Connolly. Helps the Thunderbirds gain the zone, but the Golden Bears get the puck right back. Their breakout pass slides through to the UBC blue line. Collected by Connolly Manning. The pass up by Sir Jesse Hilton. He has Rosignol joining him as he goes to the net. Hilton's tightly checked by Jedlowski. The pass back to the point escapes the reach of the defenseman coming up, Neil Manning. And Matt Hewitt relays the puck for defenseman. Brandon Underwood, another hit right at center ice in front of our ice level microphone. And the Golden Bears skate to break out again. Down the middle, 
of the neutral zone. Dumpin sent into the corner. Hewitt rings it around to the right wing side, and it slides through back to center ice. Collected there by Mitch Topping. Now Underwood skating behind his net. Ring around to start the breakout play. Lockhart on his backhand dumps the puck into the right wing side. Siemens handles it there. Wobbles out in front, in front of him, but no Thunderbirds were there to capitalize. Two on two battle for the puck in the neutral zone, and Juan Assisi plays at three. Kyle Becker on a soft dump into the Golden Bears to facilitate the next UBC line change. Bowley on the pass ahead, relayed by Coper. And the wrist shot from the sharp angle from the right wing side misses the net there. Playing the corner. Jaden Hart battling for it. Two on two battle there behind the net. Brett Ferguson. He's the point. Fowley. Returns the pass back. Wrist shot right on by Thomas Carr. Saved by Hewitt. Rebound momentarily behind his net. Now skated back out to Carr. Crooks. Shot into traffic. Save made by Hewitt, left the rebound there, and taken by Vetterl. Vetterl, some good speed through the neutral zone. He's two on two with higher. Monarch higher. Drop pass for Connolly, and he left the puck behind outside the blue line. Neil Manning drives in a hard dump in, rings around to the right wing side, and the puck comes free for Riley Kaiser. Feeds the right wing side for Rachinsky, and higher skates the puck free. Hebert skate back hard the other way. Bardero on his backhand. Poke checked off the puck. And Manning at the left point just unable to hold the puck at the blue line. And he and Connolly have to retrieve to start the breakout play again. A dump in relayed down into the corner. Battled for it there by Joanne Tilla. Scott McDonald trying to feed Antilla in the corner. Locked in a Battle there with Brennan Yedlowski. Yedlowski skates the puck out and on a high backhand clip. Trying to feed Rhett Ruchinski. U of A partially start the line change and they make the dump in to get the rest of the tired skaters off the ice. Brandon Underwood starts the next UBC breakout play here with 4 minutes 37 remaining in this first period. And the Thunderbirds have had a really tough go of it against a tough-checking Golden Bear so far to start this game. They just can't keep possession in the offensive zone. It's always turned over, or when trying to play it back to the point, it just skitters past the defenseman, giving Alberta a chance to break out with it. Shots on goal, 7-3 uh, to three in favor of Alberta. They have the two-goal-to-nothing lead, and I don't think UBC have registered a shot on goal since... Maybe the five-minute mark of this first period. They've been stuck at that number three for yeah, quite a while now. Not since that power play, Jason. Mitch Topping on the dump in. Straight on to Matt Hewitt, who covers up the... Get the referee's whistle. Thunderbirds just left the goalie to play that. He had two Alberta Golden Bears players bearing down on him. Smart move covering that up. Next face-off will be to Matt Hewitt's right. And in the face-off circle, U of A with Matt Dabrowski. 
forces a puck off the draw, and Seabirds try to skate out with it with Dylan Wagner. At the blue line, the Golden Bears get the puck free to the left wing side with Joel Topping. And Braden Lowe feeds left side corner. Reverse feed from Danner, Tanner Clarkson, and a puck comes free out to Cars. Wrist shot through traffic is blocked. UBC trying to make a breakout play here as Kyle Becker skates with the puck, and now he'll leave things with this defenseman as the Thunderbirds forwards peel off on the line change. Underwood is under forechecking pressure from Redick. He loses the puck, and the wrist shot on the right side, sharp angle, misses the net. Fowley feeds the other point for Thomas Carr. Wrist shot right on, blocker save by Hewitt, steering the puck wide into the corner. Golden Bears make another good keep-in at the left point. Still cycling in this offensive possession. Fowley, wrist shot into traffic. That's blocked by Hilton. Kyle Becker trying to clear the zone on the bank. Clearance held in at the point again. Finally, the Thunderbirds are able to clear at least to the neutral ice area and get partial line change underway. Very quickly, Golden Bears skate in again. Fowley takes a hit from Buonatisi, and that play's followed by, by Rosignol to dump the puck into the Golden Bear zone. Jordan Rowley gliding into neutralized. Bank pass bobbles in the midair, and it's relayed into the dump-in from Braden Coper. Getting down the left wing side, Lockhart for the Seabirds. He's checked closely by Brendan Yalowski. And the puck is forced over the glass on the left wing side, forcing another whistle. With two minutes, eight seconds left in the first period. Alberta's been phenomenal at containing UBC in their defensive end. Whenever a defenseman moves up, they've got a forward back there right away to try and stop the breakout passes by UBC. And it's working quite well for them here. The refereeing crew are uh, gathered at the Zamboni Bay door to uh, the U of A zone's uh, left corner right now. I think they're just noticed the Zamboni Bay door has been knocked ajar from its uh, clasp after the end of that shift, and they're going to have to call the uh, Zamboni technician to come have a look at it to make sure they're able to close the bay door shut before they let play resume. Scores around the league right now. Saskatchewan's leading Manitoba 4-3 with 15 minutes left in the third. Uh, Mount Royal is beating Calgary 3-0. Currently the second intermission. And Lethbridge is losing to Regina 4-2 with about a minute left in the second. Ready to resume the play after the uh, Zamboni Bay door has been looked after. We're to play out the last two minutes of first period regulation time. Bank clearance from the U of A sends Riley Gunther back to retrieve. He's closed in very quickly by two Golden Bears, four checkers getting in right up into his grill. Anthony Bardot trying to help him out, but 
possession taken back by the U of A at the left point. Uh, Federal forces Rito to back away into the neutral zone, and the Golden Bears dump the puck in to cycle the next line change. Riley Gunther skates the puck up ice. There's a hard ring around dump in. And the receivers get their line change completed as well. Stefan Legault eases Messman with some good steam up ice, but uh, Sawyer Lang just not quite able to keep possession of the puck. Now the U of A blue line receivers gain the zone. A centering pass that goes straight onto Luke Seaman. He kicks that out. Two-on-two battle for the puck is Scott McDonald. They're battling for it. The puck comes free to Chase Clayton. A wrist shot straight onto Seaman. Makes the blocker save. 40 seconds left in this first period. One of the Bears sends a dump in from Sawyer Lange and cycle another line change. Riley Gunther and his defense partner, Braid, uh, Brandon Underwood, start the breakout play. Pass straight into the U of A zone, and Golden Bears very quickly gain the UBC zone now. And the center pass straight across the slot. And Seabird's clear to the neutral zone with 10 seconds remaining. Jordan Rowley gathers speed, and he makes the pass to his right wing side with Jordan Hickmott. And time expires here in this first period, uh, dominated by the Golden Bears with two goals and uh, 9-3 advantage in shots on goals as well. Uh, the scoring summary here in this first period, uh, Dylan Rito uh, scoring the first goal at 2.57, assisted by Tanner Clarkson. And the second goal from the Golden Bears scored by Levko Koper, his fourth of the season, assisted by... Cruz Reddick and Jordan Hickmott at 9.54. So uh, all in all, uh, Golden Bears showing that they've got a solid uh, road game strategy and they've really uh, held most of the puck possession through the first 20 minutes of play. Yeah, Jason, Coach Adam Shell is not going to be too pleased with that performance. Uh, UBC only managing to muster one shot on goal in 15 minutes after that power play early on in the game. And Alberta just doing a phenomenal job at containing them. UBC is just slow on the back check and just can't get the puck out. Uh, well, uh, just before we take the break for to pause in this uh, first intermission, we'll update you on the Women's Hockey Canada West scoreboard as well. Uh, in Edmonton, where the University of Alberta and UBC are battling in that front, uh, it's the Alberta Pandas with a third-period lead with the only goal of the game by Steblin so far. Uh, in Saskatoon, uh, the Huskies on their home ice score in double overtime to beat the Manitoba Bisons. In Regina, the Cougars shut out the Pronghorn 3-0 and also in the battle of the Calgary Area University teams, Mount Royal Cougars and the Calgary Dinos are tied at two all in the third period. So with that, we'll take our intermission break here from the Doug Mitchell Thunderbird Sports Center. For listeners on CITR 101.9 FM, uh, you'll be joined next by our studio operator, Olamide Olinine, who will bring you up to date on the other four UBC varsity teams competing on this Friday night. Uh, the 
women's and men's volleyball teams and women's and men's basketball teams all competing on the road on this Canada West Conference uh, Friday night action. So we'll take the break for about uh, just under 14 minutes time before resuming for the start of the second period up next on our live coverage of Canada West Conference men's ice hockey from the Doug Mitchell Thunderbird Sports Center. Oh, nothing, really. <laughs> Not very convincing, Jane girl. Whatever it is, I've got just the cure for it. One, two, three, four. Did you know CITR has a women's collective? This brand new collective is all about providing and fostering a community for women who are or who want to be in radio, fighting the gender disparity in media, and centering women's voices and issues. If you are a female-identified person or ally who's already involved in radio or wants somewhere to start, this collective is for you. Email womenscollective at citr.ca for more information and to get involved. And tune in Friday at 6 p.m. for the collective show, Lady Radio, featuring music, interviews, events, news, commentary. Basically anything we care to talk about. See you then. Well, how do you like it? There's only one word for it. Terrific. <laughs> you know, I'm so proud of it. It's almost indecent. Are you looking for career information relevant to your arts degree? Come check out Work Your BA a career workshop series specifically designed for art students. Find out what you can do with your major, learn how to improve your resume, discover the secrets to networking, and much, much more. For more information, visit www.arts.ubc.ca forward slash students forward slash work your BA. About fashion. We asked CITR student executive and fashion expert Jonathan Q what fashion means to him. Like it's just aesthetically something that's so ostentatious. Typically, typically. I mean, because of course, I mean, it's also, you know, I mean, when, when you say fashion, I think people are talking explicitly about uh, consumerism as opposed to someone who buys, like, uh, like you know. If you really want to know more about fashion, come on down to CITR in the Student Union Building of UBC and pick up some of our merchandise à la mode. Nous avons t-shirts, sweatshirts, socks, and coffee mugs. But it's also very aesthetically gripping. To keep you styling in support of the station you love. Isn't that right, Jonathan? Well, actually, is it? Because, I mean, you know, I was going to say because of the cultural vacuum that we exist within, but then, you know, uh, really fashion today is kind of derived from the European idea of couture and that's been around for centuries. You're listening to CITR 101.9 broadcasting from UBC's Point Grey campus located on the traditional unceded Coast Salish territory of the Hunkaminam speaking Musqueam people. Do you like laughing, hilarity, radical thought-provoking creativity, and laughing? UBC Improv is UBC's home for improvisational comedy, theater made up on the spot. Like us on Facebook to learn when our next shows are. 
Search for us on YouTube for our film sketches. And follow us on Twitter because we want the followers. UBC Improv. Insert cheesy slogan here. Let's get it on. One poor soul tries to find something good to enjoy on the radio. Let's see here. Uh... Oh. Everybody dance, dance. What, you don't like to dance? Everybody dance. Oh. Everybody. God, this is awful. Well, I climbed up the mountain, climbed back down again for you. I climbed up the mountain again for you, and then I climbed back down, climbed up. Oh, isn't there anything, 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 anything? Listening to the radio these days can be distressing. Fortunately, here at CITR, our programmers choose the music that they play, so our charts reflect what people actually listen to. To find out what's really topping the charts, pick up a copy of Beatroot or Discorder magazine, or check us out online at citr.ca. Unless, of course, you'd rather keep listening to the chart-topping single, Everybody Dance. What, you don't like to dance? Everybody dance. Everybody dance. Everybody dance, dance. What, you don't like to dance? <laughs> Has mental illness or addiction touched your life? You might be interested in coming out to the Kaleidoscope, UBC's first and only student-created, peer-run mental health support group at the university's Vancouver campus. They offer a stigma-free place for people to share their stories with others going through similar experiences. The Kaleidoscope meets every week on Tuesdays from 5 to 6 p.m. at the Center for Student Involvement in Brock Hall. Learn more at the-kaleidoscope.com. When you join Balloon Club, we guarantee that you will be able to make a balloon poodle within the first day. Here at the UBC Ant Club, we just like to talk about ants and compare ant farms. Uh, it's really cool. Paperclip Club is all about, well, paperclips mostly. At Blah Club, you can blah blah, blah 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 blah. Explosions. There's only one club worth joining at UBC, and that's CITR 101.9 FM. We got free tickets to shows, whirly pops, professional help in all types of audio engineering, passes to festivals, crazy parties, live band swag, all types of crazy people. Our programming manager rides a motorcycle. There's freestyle rapping, Nardwar, the human serviette, the vinyl and record libraries, Discorder magazine, free studio recording, and it sure beats the hell out of Paperclip Club, which is a thing that I just made up because I work at CITR. So come check us out on the top floor of the Student Union Building. We got all types of crazy shit for you to do. Or check us out online at www.citr.ca. Mark your calendars. The Dead Ghost LP release show is coming soon. Join us November 28th at 8 o'clock at the Cobalt to celebrate with these Vancouver psych rockers. Plus guests, the Shivas, and Strange Things. Find tickets online now at TimberConcerts.com or at Red Cat and Zulu Records. Hello, Vancouver. This is CITR 101.9 FM. Uh, the ice hockey game against Alberta University is uh, on right now. I am uh, Ola, the sports broadcast coordinator. Uh, it is currently 7.44 in the p.m., and uh, I am here to give you the recap for uh, the volleyball teams as they uh, they will be playing this weekend against the 
Mount Royal University Cougars. Uh, but last week they had uh, back-to-back games in Winnipeg, both teams. Uh, the men's team didn't fare as well. They've had a, a 4-4 conference record. Uh, they lost both their games uh, to Winnipeg Westman uh, on Friday, November 13th and Friday, Saturday, November 14th. Uh, the first game was a loss, uh, 1-3, uh, in which the uh, even though UBC led in attack with kills, uh, Mac, Mac McNichol scored a whopping 20 kills total. Uh, Matt Guidi scored 12. Uh, Irvin Brar, who, is usually, uh, who usually scores more, uh, scored only 8. Uh, Irvin Brar, however, scored 2 uh, aces and... Um, McNichol, two as well, and Byron Ketarakis scored one. Uh, with assists, Byron Ketarakis uh, led with uh, assists with 35 assists total. Uh, but on the uh, Westman side, the uh, the Westman uh, were led by Brendan Black with 14 kills altogether, uh, followed by David Bumbash, uh, uh where he had 11, and Brendan Thillman, with 10. Uh, but somehow the, the, the Westmen won. They won the first set. They won the second set first uh, with 25-21, uh, and then 25-22, and then 28-26. Uh, tough game uh, with all the points at uh, above 20, uh, but UBC only managed to get the first set with 25-20. Um, and then the second game, the T-Birds uh, lost in three straight sets. Uh, with a terrible game by all the players. McNichol, who had 20 the previous game, only had nine kills this game. Uh, Alex Russell led with seven, and Matt Greedy had seven as well. Uh, and with assists, uh, even though they had 35 assists the previous game, Byron Karadrakis had 22 altogether in this game. Uh, Brendan Black had the sum was the same as he had the, the, the day before. Uh, he scored uh, 13 Kills. Uh, David Bumersbash scored eleven, and Garrett Jones scored seven. Uh, and then with assists, uh, Joshua McKay uh, beat the uh, Byron Kertarakis with twenty-six assists altogether. Uh, the women's team, however, are doing fabulously. They uh, they have a eight-zero conference record with uh, all their wins this season undefeated. Uh, before this weekend, they beat Calgary in four sets in both games, and they went to Winnipeg to play the Westmen as well on Friday, November 13th, and Saturday, November 14th. Uh, the first game, the T-Birds, the T-Birds uh, won that game with uh, 3-1. Uh, and, uh, yeah, the leaders of the game were uh, Daniel Brisebois, um, had 10 total kills, uh, Juliana Kaufmanis scored eight, and uh, Sierra Handley, new rookie, uh, played and uh, scored seven. Uh, on the other side, uh, they led with leaders. Uh, Tia Borowski uh, scored uh, 12 kills, and uh, Ozana Nikolic scored eight kills. Um, but uh, Alessandra Gentile uh, scored 22, uh, had 22 assists, while uh, the uh, Westman's uh, had Jamie Menzies with 23 total assists. Uh, and then the next game they had uh, against 
uh, the Westmen as well. They defeated them in three straight games, uh, three straight sets. Uh, the first set, they took the first set. They took the second and took the third. Uh, the second set was particularly well done uh, as they led the Winnipeg Westmen with almost 10 points with 25-14. Uh, Daniel Brisois scored 12 kills total. Juliana Kaufmanis had 11, and uh, Nicola Lan- Laniak scored 5 kills. Uh, Alessandro Gentile uh, whooped past uh, the the Westman's uh, with assists, and she had 25 total assists, while Jamie Menzies had 19. So uh, that's a total uh, recap for the volleyball. They're going to be facing... Uh, the uh, Mount Royal University Cougars uh, this weekend, uh, right? Actually, tonight they're playing right now as the ice hockey game is on uh, in Calgary, Alberta. Uh, both teams will be facing off. The the T Birds women's will be trying to extend their undefeated record, while the uh, men's will be trying to improve their record. So uh, that's it. Uh, I am Ola. I am the sports broadcast coordinator and. Uh, yeah, uh, signing back onto the ice hockey game. For over 30 years, there has been one voice in the local Vancouver arts scene that is here. Just about drawing the first intermission to a close in this battle of UBC and University of Alberta in week seven of Canada West Conference men's ice hockey action. Uh, we'll update the conference scoreboard here from out of town in Winnipeg. The Huskies have completed their victory over Manitoba, winning 6-3. to three. So provisionally, uh, Huskies have surged ahead in their conference lead up to now 11 wins and 23 points ahead of Alberta and UBC, provisionally tied for second at 17 points all. UBC loses the face-off to the Golden Bears, and now the Golden Bears out on offense. That's chipped in by number 20, Rachinsky, and it's sent around the boards. And that's Gunther tied up on the boards there with Kaiser. And UBC gets the puck, picks it up. Chipped out now, it's to uh, Antilla. It's taken along the backboard. Turned over to the Golden Bears now behind UBC, or sorry, behind the Golden Bears net. Sent along the boards to Lego. Lego chips it out. And it's Kaiser in on offense. Goes back across into the Alberta end. And UBC picks it up. Chips it back in. Siemens plays the puck. Defenseman. And that's Greta with the puck. Passes it up to uh, Kaiser. To Hickmet, who passes it off, and that's Carr up at the point, the shot, and Skitters back across into the neutral zone. Uh, Jordan Hickmet, who chips it back in, Federal throws it out, and skating down the ice is Carr back in his end. Pass off to Rowley, sends it back to his partner. Chipped up to Hickmet on the, on the right side boards. Back to Coper. Back up to the point now. It's thrown and blocked by UBC. Becker chips it up to Lockhart. Turned over to Coper. Coper passes it off to Hickmet. 
circles around with the puck. Back up to the point to Carr. Has a shot, goes wide and hits the boards. Rowley picks it up and throws it in. Turnover to UBC. Now coming back is Luke Lockhart with a puck up the middle. Gets into their zone on the left side boards to the left of the net. Throws on a backhand, hits the back of the net. Oh, nearly kicked in by Bonacici. Neil Manning up at the point, throws it wide. Bonacici behind the net now. Skates along the boards and he's taken down there. Looked like uh, Rowley took it down. Turned over now. Hart in the neutral zone. Almost taken offside by Ferguson. UBC gets back with the puck. Veterol in the high slot. Takes a shot. Hits Siemens in the map. And it's, they score. That's Anthony Bardero with a goal. A nice little wrist shot down low off the deflection from Siemens' map. Yeah, Bardero's the Thunderbirds' leading scorer. That was his seventh goal of the season to cut the U of A lead down by a half. The Thunderbirds on the board here at the 2 minute 41 mark. Bardero giving the Thunderbirds some life, banging in that rebound. Bardero to take the offensive, sorry, the uh, faceoff after the goal there with Ferguson. You can see with the faceoff. Back to Gunther to his partner, Ben Hughes, and now. Tries a two-line pass to Bardero. Blocked. Bardero turns it over. Higher with the puck. Tries to get it to Vetterall in the high slot. Stopped by Ferguson. Sent up to the point to Ben Hughes, and he has a shot. Goes wide. Vetterall along the board. Tied up with Ferguson here. Higher comes in. So does Bardero. Gunther manages to keep it in. Takes a shot. Goes high and hits the netting. And the play is blown dead with 16.49 left in the second. Yeah, Anthony Bardera for the T-Bird, showing his good hockey instinct, just going to the net on a shot on goal that was up high into Luke Siemens. I think with Luke Siemens making the save off his mask, it stunned him a little bit, and he lost sight of where he left behind the rebound. And Bardero right there to capitalize to bang in the rebound right as it landed back onto the ice. Bears win the faceoff, and they're coming up into the offensive zone. Clarkson passes it off. And it's thrown in by Yudlowski. Stopped up there by uh, Hewitt. UBC on the breakout. Becker is picked up in the neutral zone. And they try for a breakout pass. Becker with no stick. He's up along the boards with Clarkson. And they're tied up along there. Becker manages to get it free. Out to Rosignol. Rosignol tries to clear it up to the point. Turned over to the Bears. Yedlowski up high, passes it off to, oh, shot on net there by Grado, just goes wide, and he comes to pick it up in the corner now with Hilton, Hilton chips it out, and out in the neutral zone, Yedlowski has the puck, UBC will change, played by Hewitt, out to Becker, Becker misses it, up to Antilla, who tries chipping it out, turned over by the Golden Bears. The delayed offside call against U of A. Uh, Kyle Becker was the unfortunate Thunderbirds defenseman on that last. So yeah, trying to make a breakout pass, his stick splits in half, and he has to defend the rest of the shift playing without one. A phenomenal job by Becker to try and keep it away from the Golden Bears. UBC ultimately able to clear it. Now for the neutral zone faceoff. Clayton's thrown out in the 
taken by Antilla. He loses to the Golden Bears. Rowley just throws it in. And Manning tries to clear it, but the Golden Bears stop him along the right half boards. Scramble along the net. It's uh, taken out by McDonald now in the neutral zone. Nearly an offside call. Clayton back to the point. That's thrown in by Connolly. And back up to the neutral zone to Connolly again. Tries shipping it to McDonald. McDonald throws it in. And up in the slot, Antilla whiffs on it. Uh, oh, Antilla in the slot. No. Connolly just uh, misses it. Trying to throw it in now. Scramble in the net. The uh, Alberta, Alberta tosses it out. Up to Manning. Manning chips it in from the neutral zone. And it's going to see seal on the right half boards. Passes it off to Antilla. Antilla behind the net. And looks like it'll be gloved by Seaman. Well, the Thunderbirds have made uh, quite an apparent adjustment in their intermission break. They've really come out in the second period with much more energy. And I think they've adapted to a new strategy where wherever they have the puck in the offensive zone, they have the green light to shoot from anywhere. That, and that was how they got to score the first goal a few minutes ago. Just take a shot through traffic, even though it might not be a high percentage shot. But luckily for them, uh, the way they got their first goal is Luke Siemens. Uh, didn't quite pick up on the puck quickly enough and left the rebound behind. UBC wins the faceoff and it's turned over. Alberta gets it and they throw it back in. Ben Hewen Hughes and tries to clear it. Now it's out to Alberta. And it's a shot by Reddick that just goes above the net. It's completely uncontested out by the right faceoff dot. Yeah, Riley Gunther just had to stand his ground in front of that shooting lane in front of Cruz Reddick. Uh, it's kind of too far away to make a poke check on the shot and, and not far enough back to give his goaltender. Uh, Matt Hewitt had a clear view of that shot, and luckily for Gunther, is able to deflect it out of uh, off-target. Lockhart wins the face-off, and now it's up to Neil Manning. Manning chips it in from the neutral zone. And up along the boards now is Robinson to Buonacici, who's battling along the boards with Coper. Coper chips it out, but Manning picks it up in the neutral zone along the red line, throws it in. And Robinson tries to get it, just getters past him, thrown out by Alberta. Back up to Manning now in the neutral zone. And it's chipped in by Lockhart. Seaman plays it behind the net to the defenseman. And that's thrown out by Topping. And we'll get an icing off that with 13.37 to go in the second. Yeah, UBC has stepped up their physicality of play in the second period as well. Much more aggressive board checking. Really pressing the issue to force uh, the Golden Bears defenseman to make a breakout pass. That's a little bit rushed, a little bit hurry, just uh, off of their normal timing. Bardero wins the faceoff, but it's picked up by by uh, Alberta. Chipped in by Coper, and they'll get the change there. Becker playing the puck. To the middle to partner Underwood. Underwood in the neutral zone, tries to get it out to Bardero. Alberta turns it over, and they chip it into UBC's end now. And it's Carr up in the correction heart slot and he just whips on that. Yudlowski tries to throw it in and blocked by Hewitt. Hewitt stops the puck there as well. That was tossed in by Crooks. Battle along the end boards now. Crooks coming in and he's blocked by Vetterall. Puck skitters into the neutral zone. Yudlowski gets it, turns it over to Higher. 
Hayer along the boards. Tries to cycle it to Vetterall. Bardero chips it back out and turned over. Hart tries to pass it. Goes off Antilla, and Hewitt will play behind the net now. Throws it up along the glass. Bardero tries to get a hand on it, but Dobrovolsky picks it up. Sends it back up to the point. Rowley back to Dobrovolsky up in the high slot. Blocked by Bardero trying to risk the pass behind the net there to Low. Low behind the net. Bodied by Van Nguyen Huesen. And along the boards now is tied up. Carr's got the puck along the right. Oh, and he tries for a pass cross crease. And just hits the board. UBC coming back now. And it's Antilla. And he tries a wrister that's easily stopped by Seaman. Yeah, Joe Antilla is a good rush up ice to take the wrist shot on Seaman, but earlier in that series, uh, he has outskated by Thomas Carr on that puck that rang, rang around to the UBC blue line. Carr just skated two strides ahead of him and cut him off with Antilla just waiting for the puck to come to him. So, a uh, bit of a defensive zone mistake by the UBC Thunderbirds to be trapped in their zone for so long on the last shift, but at least uh, with the last rush up ice, they have an offensive zone face-off next with uh, just under 12 minutes remaining here in the second period. Shots are 13 to 8 in favor of Alberta. It looks like it's Clayton who's set to take the face off, chatting with Wagner there. The refereeing crew are uh, taking a pause in the UBC zone, gathering to observe a repair to the glass partition on the end board, right in the left wing corner. Uh, there's a plastic clasp that, that holds the plexiglass panels together at the top of where they are joined together. So I think a couple of body checks in the last UBC uh, defensive shift uh, popped one off. So they have to ask the ground crew here at Thunderbird Arena to come replace that. So that's the pause that's uh, currently holding up this second period. Bardero's goal earlier was assisted by line mates uh, Manraj Heyer and Austin Vetterall. And it looks like they've fixed the glass now. We'll get the offensive zone face off. And it's Chase Clayton to take it for UBC. Opposite Riley Kaiser. They're tied up along the face off, and it's won by the Golden Bears. Lang comes up the center, passes it off. And shot on goal by Legault. And a bit of a scramble in front of the net. Hewitt manages to stop it. Thrown out. Alberta gets the puck again. And blocked shot. That gets thrown out by UBC. And Alberta will pick it up. Legault tries to chip it out, but it's blocked by Clayton. And Gunther chips it back in. Alberta in their own end. Lang will throw it. Two-line pass, but he attempts there to Jamie Crooks, and it's an icing. Just two feet in front of the stick. Couldn't quite get it. Yeah, the Golden Bears came pretty close to a good scoring chance last shift. Uh, Matt Hewitt has been fighting the puck a little bit in this game so far. He's faced 14 Golden Bears shots on goal, stopping 12 of them so far, but seen him leave behind some vulnerable rebounds when he's uh, a little bit late, unsighted on shots on goal against him. Golden boy Bardero loses the face off there to Alberta. 
And now they come in on the rush. It's Rhett Rachinski to carry the puck in, and he turns it over. Connolly plays it to Manning. Manning into the neutral zone to Hayer, who moves up. Tries to pass it up to Bardero. Bardero will pick it up in the corner, and he's contested with Lang. And there's a little bit of a scrum along the corner, and it's tossed out. Manning gets it right at the corner of the blue line. Tries to chip it back in. And he attempts to wheel it around. It's Vetterall in the high slot. Soft wrister. Easily stopped by Seaman. Picked up along the boards by Bardero. And turned over. Manning breaks up a two-line pass. And that's chipped back in by Bardero. Yeah, Thunderbird chopped offside there, of course, with the puck leaving the blue line and coming back in. Uh, 10 minutes, 26 remaining here in the second period. The Thunderbirds have shown a little bit more life here in front of their home ice stands. Uh, cut the lead from 2-0 down to 2-1 on the last goal scored by Anthony Bardero. Lockhart loses the faceoff. Yudlowski picks it up, passes it off to his partner. It's thrown in by Dylan Brito. Along the boards now is a scramble for the puck that Becker wins. And he stands behind the net waiting for his team to set up, and he'll move out in front now. And he's being contested there by Jamie Crooks. And UBC gets the puck. It's Lockhart. He sends it out to Bonacici on the backhand, and the play's blown dead here. This will be a penalty to the Golden Bears. It looks to be a stick check on uh, Luke Lockhart. That was deemed uh, an infraction by the referees. UBC's second power play now with exactly 10 minutes left to go in the second period. They're currently 0-for-1 on the power play, and it's been a strong point for them this season. They're currently ranked second in the league. Contraction is charged to Brennan Yedlowski for hooking. So here, the T-Birds, 5-on-4, looking for the chance to score the equalizer. UBC loses the faceoff. It's thrown out, but Manning picks it up in the neutral zone. And now it's Bardero in his end as UBC moves up. Bardero takes it along the right. And it's Rowley battling with him along the boards. Thrown out to Vetterall. Vetterall puts it up to the point. Manning throws it to Lockhart along the left side. Just to the left of the net. Back to Lockhart. Bardero. Bardero up to the point. Back to Manning. Manning plays it to the right. To Vetterall at the wrister. And it's stopped by Seaman. Back out to Vetterall. And it's a battle behind the net now for the puck. It gets out to Vetterall in the corner. Throws it to Manning in the high slot. Soft wrister. He's kind of contested there. Manning picks it up off the attempted clear by Alberta. It's Bardero. Plays it out to Vetterall along the right half wall again. Back to Bardero up at the point. Fake shot. Gets it to Lockhart. Lockhart tried the one-timer, but just fumbled it. Vetterall along the boards now. Back to Bardero at the point. Waits to set up, and it's taken back into the neutral zone. Bardero just lost control of it. And UBC gets back to avoid the offside. Bardero carries it back in. In low, and it's stopped by Siemens. Bardero tried to go for the five-hole there, and Siemens just stopped him. Up to the point now is Manning. Gets it out to the right side to Vetterall. Vetterall wrister, and it's stopped by Siemens. Bardero tried to pick that up just in front of the crease. Lockhart along the left, and it's thrown up to the middle. Vetterall tried to stop it in the slot with escape, and it goes between his legs all the way down the ice. Hewitt plays it up to Vetterall, and Vetterall tries a two-line pass there to 
Hilton that just gets past him. Thrown out by Alberta. Now Alberta two on one. That couldn't get a hand on the puck. UBC comes back. It's higher with a puck in the slot. Tries to get it to Hilton. Gets past Hilton's stick. A little too hard of a pass there. And that's cleared out by Alberta. Yeah, the penalty uh, to Yadlowski had just expired when that two-on-one rush exchanged both ways. Uh, the last chance of Jesse Hilton just, just wasn't quite able to get a forehand one-timer away. Take the offensive face-off is Rossignol. And he's thrown out by the ref. Back in is Clayton now. Loses the face off to Alberta. They throw it out from behind the net now. Gets past Burrito. It's back into the UBC's end. Skates all along the ice there. Uh, Gunther with the puck. Tries to pass off to his partner. He's tangled up, so Gunther takes it behind the net. UBC tries to set up here for the breakout. And he throws a long pass out to Wagner that's picked up. Golden Bears try to uh, cycle that. Stavrovalski behind the net in the corner. Sends it back up to the point. To Carl on the right point. Plays it back to his partner Rowley. Shoots it up and it's deflected up by Wagner, I think, into the netting there. And the play is blown dead with 7.09 left to go in the second. Yeah, the Thunderbirds defensively have to be so careful with their positioning. They were able to get in the way of that shooting lane, but with so much traffic in front of their goaltender, Matt Hewitt, I think Matt Hewitt has had to fight the traffic all game long, trying to get his clear vision of the shots that are incoming into him. Dobrovolsky and Clayton to take the face off. Clayton wins it. And Newton throws it behind his net. And now it's back up to Clayton in the middle broken up by Alberta. Carr throws it back in, and Yoon Hewson picks it up in his end. Tries to chip it out. Rowley gets in the neutral zone, throws it in. Stopped by Hewitt, and he's contested there by Lau, so he panics and throws it up along the glass. Then Yoon Hewson bodied behind the net by Lau. Tries to throw it out to McDonald. McDonald can't clear, and they pick the Golden Bears pick it up in the neutral zone. Back up to Dobrovolsky, who backhands it in to Clayton. And UBC tries to chip it out. McDonald again stopped up along the boards once again. Can't clear, so Gunther takes it back now. It's turned over on an attempted pass, and that's a hell of a shot by Jamie Crooks. That's stopped by Hewitt. Back up to the point. Carr tries to pass to Crooks. He was facing the wrong way and didn't get that. Behind the net, Ferguson now. And he tries a wraparound, tries for the pass, and it's stopped by UBC. And coming back is McDonald. Good clear by McDonald, but it's picked up by the Golden Bears just before the icing. They chip it back in. Venue Hughes picks up his line, and he's taken down hard by the Golden Bears. That was hard. Golden Bears pick it up in their end. It's Burrito thrown in by Hart into the opposite corner. Just lose a hand on it there. Playing along the left boards is Crooks up in the high slot. Gets it back to Venue and Hughes on wrong side. Tries to wrist it in. Just goes to the left of the net. And that's chipped out by Lockhart as both teams will get a change here with 5.15 left to go in the second. Gold Bears up 2-1. It's a hell of a two-line pass now. To, and it's... Oh, it's in. 
hit. That was a good shot by uh, Coper that just creeped by Hewitt's glove. He thought he had it too. Yeah, the second period line change, of course. Uh, forwards are able to change onto the ice in the offensive zone, and that was how Levko Coper is able to sneak past the Thunderbirds defenseman right behind their vision. Basically a short breakaway from the blue line in off their left wing side. Coper just went in with a good conviction shot with the wrister that beat Matt Hewitt five hole. Coper's second goal of the game restores the Golden Bears two goal lead and that's his fifth of the year as well. Looks like a 120 foot pass there to Coper along the blue line. UBC wins the face off and Chipped in by Heyer, behind the net, topping. Passes it off. And now coming up is Reddick. Passes it off to Topping again. Topping on a wrister, just goes behind Hewitt. And UBC will get it back. Heyer tries to play it out, but it's broken up by Lang. And back to Manning. Manning tries to chip it along the boards, almost stopped by Roddick. Heyer passes it up. The Bardero to higher wrists it and it hits the blocker of Seaman. Skitters along the boards. Back to Bardero. We see in their own end. Neutral zone. Manning chips it in. Seaman's behind the net. And that's Lang who passes it up to Roddick. And battle on the boards. Reddick with uh, Ben Hughes. And Manning picks it up. Tries to chip it out. Turned over to Rachinsky. Rachinsky and Manning in the corner. And attempted pass by the Golden Bears is broken up by Van Heuwen-Hughes, who clears it down the ice for the icing call with 3.49 left to go in the second period. Uh, these two teams uh, exchanging one goal each so far in the second period. And the Golden Bears with their last goal by Coper, uh, restoring their two-goal lead. Here with three minutes, 49 left to play for the second intermission. Kaiser and Clayton on the faceoff. And they tangle, get tangled up, gets out the, the Golden Bears. Car up at the point, has a shot, and it's blocked by Van Heuwen Hughes, and then now there's a battle in the high slot that the Golden Bears win. And they'll play it behind the net now. Oh, and it's an attempted sharp angle wrister by Rhett Rachinsky that... Uh, I don't think he was saw. Managed to glove it up last minute. Yeah, the Thunderbirds defensive zone coverage so far in the second period has been uh, much better after the adjustment they had in the first intermission. Uh, uh, I mean, the goal they allowed was in the middle of a line change with the Cooper sneaking past their defenseman unsighted on a long stretch pass that beat their coverage. But uh, in the second period, they've done much better defending their defensive zone in front of Matt Hewitt. Cordero wins the defensive zone faceoff and he gets it up to Gunther who tries chipping it out. Now it's a battle in the neutral zone for it that uh, Golden Bears win. Hart passes it off and it's, an, it's a slap shot by Crook that hits Hewitt right in the chest. Turned over Bardero now on a two-on-two. Rister high to Seaman. He can't glove it. Bounces off his glove. Vetterall behind the net. Tries to throw it out front for Becker. Just goes way up over his head. Vetterall gets possession of it again out by the left faceoff dot. Back to Becker at the point of the shot. Uh, hits the pad of Seaman. Golden Bears will come back in the neutral zone now. Puck gets chipped up and Heyer manages to get a hand on it. And back to Rowley. Rowley will chip it out. And 
picked up by Gunther in his own end. Tries to get it to Becker, skitters past him. Becker gets it out to Vetterall. Sort of tangled up in center ice there, and it's turned over. Now coming back is Jordan Hickman on the right side. Goes behind the net with a puck, up to the point to Yachinski with a shot, and it's just blocked. Behind the net, Manning, and Lockhart gets it in the corner. He's bodied by the captain, Reddick. And he gets it out to Lockhart across their slot. Coming back now, goes to Lockhart along the left side, tries a wrister, just fans on it, goes behind the net, and... Uh, Lockhart loses it to Yelowski, chips it out, and that's Josh Connolly who just misses it. They have to escape the length of the ice. Connolly now behind the net, off uh, change for both teams. Waiting for his boys to set up here. It's a slow change. Manning who chips it out to Antilla. He completes the chip to the length of the ice, and it's now Rito behind the net. Battle for it, and it's a shot by Clayton. Behind the net, pass from Joe Antilla. Coming back is the Golden Bears in the neutral zone. It's Lowe who tries to chip it. And it gets tangled up by McDonald. It's a tempted wrister by Lowe. And uh, he was just plus up. Yeah, Thunderbirds narrowly missing out on a scoring chance there with Chase Clayton, a very short-lived scoring chance. Basically a bang-bang, one-timer opportunity right in front. Created it with a uh, four-checking turnover behind the Alberta Golden Bears net. I think it just stick-checked at the last moment. Couldn't quite make contact with that one-timer. Kaiser and UBC's lone goal scorer Bardero for the face-off. Bardero wins. And UBC chips it out at Venue uh, and Houston. The go picks it up for the Golden Bears in their end. Played to Lang in the neutral zone. Up the point, it's a shot by Rachinski. That uh, Hewitt just grabs uh, from like his chest there. Yeah, covered up. Matt Hewitt had to read that wrist shot through the legs of his own defenseman, Van Ewenhuizen, who was trying to play positional defense to defend that wrist shot from the right wing side. Uh, Matt Hewitt has had to do a little bit of fighting the puck in this game so far, uh, looking through the traffic of the Golden Bears in front of him through screens. UBC wins the face-off. Better all in the neutral zone. He'll uh, just throw that in behind topping. It's turned over. And now the Golden Bears come back into the neutral zone. It's Brett Rachinsky. And he's battling along the boards with Ben Hughes, and it gets loose in the high slot. And the play is blown dead. So the penalty coming up to UBC, it looks like. It'll be charged to Anthony Bardell. Interference looks to be the call. Definitely not what they wanted here with Bardero, of course, the best offensive player. 30 seconds left to get in the left of the second here. They'll just try and hang on until the whistle. Yeah, in the event that Golden Bears don't score in the next 30 seconds, uh, Bardero's penalty will uh, carry over with a minute and a half to start the third period. Lockhart with the faceoff and turned over to the Golden Bears again. Rowley up at the point. Passes it off to Reddick, who has a attempted pass there. Broke it up. DBC gets possession. It's Underwood. And he gets uh, Coper up high there in the face with his stick. And this will add to the 
short-handed situation for UBC Underwood to be into the penalty box to join Wardero. This is a high-sticking infraction, so the next 12 seconds before the end of the second period, it's a five-on-three for the Golden Bears. Now to take the defensive face-off is Lockhart against Zabrowski. This one by UBC, quickly thrown out there by uh, Joan Tilla. Goes the length of the ice. Dobrovolsky tries to pick it up at the blue line. Lockhart almost gets him, and that's the whistle. At the end of the second here, the Golden Bears are up 3-1. Shots are 20-12 to in favor of the Golden Bears. With two penalties still against UBC going into the next period. Yeah, University of Alberta will be chomping at the bit, drawing up a 5-on-3 power play strategy with an entire intermission at their disposal. That's coming up to start this third period. Uh, the two teams exchange one goal each here in the second period of play. Anthony Bardero cut the Golden Bears' lead by half uh, with his uh, goal seventh of the season at the 341 mark. That was assisted by Monraj Heyer and Austin Vetterall. And then uh, later on in the period, Levko Koper scored his second goal of the game, his fifth of the season. Uh, capitalizing on a uh, long stretch pass, uh, fresh off the line chain, just stepped in from his bench into a uh, partial breakaway, and he converted that pass from Lidjedlowski to beat uh, Matt Hewitt to restore the Golden Bears' two-goal lead at 14:52. Uh, so uh, basically, a stalemate of a second period with the Golden Bears restoring a two-goal lead, and uh, Tim will look forward to the. Third period coming up next, and the Golden Bears will have a great chance to add to their two-goal lead with a minute and a half of five-on-three. Yeah, I think UBC is quite impressed with their performance here this game, uh, or at least how they stepped it up in the second. Uh, they definitely locked it down, and they really switched momentum over in their favor against the Golden Bears. But it's still not enough. They're down two goals here coming into the third period. We'll update the Canada West hockey scoreboard here out of town uh, in Lethbridge. The Cougars and Pronghorns in an absolute barn burner. The Cougars out in front 7-4 to four late in the third period in Calgary. In the battle of the Calgary-based university teams, the Mount Royal Cougars leads the Dinos 3-1. to one. And in uh, Winnipeg, uh, the Saskatchewan Huskies, the conference leader, victorious 6-3 over the Manitoba Bisons to push their conference lead up to now a margin of uh, six points provisionally over the two-way tie for second between the Golden Bears and the Thunderbirds. Switching now to the women's side of the Canada West Conference hockey, uh, the Thunderbirds battling the Alberta Pandas in Edmonton, and the Alberta Pandas were able to hold on to a one nothing shutout victory over UBC. Lindsay Post in net for the U of A, posting the 16-save shutout with Natasha Deblin scoring the only goal of the game in the second period to blank the Thunderbirds. In Regina, the Cougars shut out the Pronghorns 3-0. And Calgary in the battle of Mount Royal and the Dinos, the Cougars holding a 3 or winning the game 3-2 to two in double overtime. And finally in Saskatoon, the Huskies 
win in double overtime as well, beating the Manitoba Bisons 3-2. to two. So with that, we'll take our break for this second intermission. Uh, we'll step aside for about just uh, 12 minutes time here before we resume for the start of the third period. Uh, for listeners on 101.9 FM, you'll be joined next by our studio operator, Olamid Olanayan, to provide you with a score update on UBC varsity teams in volleyball and basketball competing on the road on this Friday evening. And for those on the uh, live stream on CanadaWest.tv, you'll just be uh, standing by here next, here ringside at the Thunderbird Arena. You're tuned in live to 101.9 FM in Canada West. TV, our continuing coverage of men's hockey continues after this break. For over 30 years, there has been one voice in the local Vancouver arts scene that has stood above the rest, and that's Discorder, that conspiracy, punk rock, foxcore, sassy, still publishing magazine from CITR. We're one of the established and trusted voices of Vancouver's music and arts culture in the Lower Mainland, with 8,000 copies distributed monthly to over 135 distribution locations, from the Lido to Zulu Records. Discorder is one of a few magazines published by a community radio station, and we only serve up the freshest local and Canadian goods. We have interviews with artists, album reviews, live show reviews, and articles about everything important to our crazy, unique, varied, and amazing culture in Vancouver and across the country. Pick up your free copy of Discorder today or sign up to have it delivered to your door wherever you are. Check out our website for distribution locations and all the information about advertising and getting involved with Discorder. Concerts presents from Montreal pop band Tops on tour to support their latest release, Picture You Staring. They return to Vancouver Saturday, November 21st at the Biltmore Cabaret with special guests White Poppy. For more information and to get tickets, go to timberconcerts.com. Ampology 101 is a student-run organization here to educate the public about the benefits of hemp and cannabis. Fast fact! Hemp is a renewable, sustainable source of food and fiber. Fast fact! Your body contains anandamide, which is part of the same family of substances as THC. To learn more, look us up on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash groups slash Hempology 101 UBC or come to one of our great events. And don't forget, legalization through education. Hi everyone, uh, my name is Olamide Olanion, Olamide Olanion, and uh, I am here with the basketball uh, recap here at CITR 101.9 FM. The uh, UBC Thunderbird basketball team uh, has uh, gone to face the uh, university of Saskatchewan uh, Huskies in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. Uh, both the men and women are facing off around now. Um, I think the both teams just finished quite recently. Uh, the men's team, uh, keeping up with their record uh, with only two losses this season, uh, 
uh, and only one of n regular conference play. Uh, they continue their streak, their uh, four-game streak to uh, this game on uh, Friday, November 20th uh, with a win, 81-72 uh, uh, here in the Canada West Conference. Uh, they've had an amazing uh, uh, season so far with a 4-1. That's uh, losing only one game, and you have a winning streak of four and uh, an overall conference um, record, overall record of 9-2. Uh, uh, and then they uh, played against uh, their regional rivals, Trinity Western, and where they uh, completely dismantled them in uh, on November 13th and November 14th. Uh, on November 13th, Friday, they uh, won 94-69, uh, nearly th uh, 30 whole points, and uh, then they beat uh, Trinity Western again, 85-75 uh, um, at more War Memorial Gym. Uh, the women's team uh, have been, had a really good season so far. They lost their first two games to uh, the Alberta Pandas and uh, managed to beat Trinity Western for their next two games. So now they have a conference record of 2-3 uh, because they just lost their uh, game to the Saskatchewan Huskies in Saskatoon. Uh, they lost 49-69, where the, which is almost 20 points uh, of game difference uh, between both of them. Uh, stay tuned for more um, scores, and uh, hopefully the the T-Bird the will get some more information about uh, how the T-Bird's actually doing in terms of uh, stats and everything. So uh, that was the basketball recap, and uh, I am Olam Dialanion, and I am... Uh, the sports broadcast coordinator here at CITR, and uh, we'll go right back into some ads, and we'll resume uh, in a few minutes at 8.37 p.m. All right, enjoy. Mark your calendars. Discorder Magazine's fall fundraiser is around the corner. Wander out of your multi-week post-Halloween stupor and directly into the Astoria this November 19th for live performances by Revered, TV Ugly, Mesa Luna, and Late Spring. DJ Danny Vancouver will have all night sets in between the bands. With doors opening at 8, tickets are only $5 at the door before 10pm and $10 after. Proceeds go towards supporting Vancouver's longest-running independent music magazine. Discorder needs your help to stay in print, so come on up for a night of sweet tunes and keep alt coverage of Vancouver and Canadian music, arts, and culture alive. Visit www.discorder.ca for all the details. about bikes. Everything? Perfect. Nothing at all? Even better. At the UBC Bike Kitchen, you can use our space and tools to do your own bike maintenance, get one-on-one -on -one instruction on how to fix your bike yourself, or drop your bike off for us to repair. You can also buy a fully refurbished guaranteed used bicycle or a variety of new and used parts and accessories. The Bike Kitchen is UBC's non-profit, student-owned, full-service bike shop. We're located in the basement of the Student Union Building. Just look for the stairwell on the north side of the sub across from Gage Towers, or search for the UBC Bike Kitchen on Facebook. Stop by the Bike Kitchen, and then get riding.
like friends. Well, we like you. So become a member and get a Friends of CITR card. Not only does it make you special, but it gets you all kinds of deals with our friends on Commercial Drive, like 10% off at Stormcrow Tavern, High Life Records, Audio Pile, Mintage Clothing, and more. Visit citr.ca for more, or come check us out in the nest. UBC Food Society. Yummy. And we're the only food club at UBC. We're about feeding students, but also teaching them how to feed themselves. Through our restaurant outings and cooking workshops, we hope to expose you guys to the diversity of cultures, flavors, and food communities Vancouver has to offer. So if you want to get involved, email us at foodsociety at gmail.com or check up on our website at www.ams.ubc.ca slash clubs slash food society or you can even join our Facebook, Facebook, Facebook. Facebook group. rock trio LA Witch returns to Vancouver to play Thursday, December 10th at the Cobalt with special guests Fields and Eric Campbell in the Dirt. Doors open at 8, the show starts at 9.30 and the show is 19 plus. Find your information and tickets on sale now at TimmerConcerts.com or in real life at Red Cat and Zulu Records. Are you hosting an event on campus? We are UBC's emergency medical aid team, a UBC peer program, and we provide free first aid coverage for events organized through UBC clubs and organizations. We cover events such as Storm the Wall, Day of the Longboat, and Residence Life events. We also offer tailored workshops about a variety of first aid and safety topics to the UBC community. If you would like to request coverage for any of your events, find us at students.ubc.ca. If you would like to request workshops, please email us at emat.coordinator at ubc.ca to get in contact with our team. Positive energy at Falandafa Fellowship. Falandafa, also called Falangong, is an ancient spiritual discipline based on the principles of truthfulness, compassion, and tolerance. It's a self-cultivation practice that improves mental and physical wellness through meditation and simple exercises. It's been well documented to improve mind and body, relieve stress and anxiety, increase energy and vitality, and promote morality and spirituality. Why not? Give yourself a chance to learn free of charge. To learn more, please visit our website at falandafafellowship.com. Without the help and support of our friends, we here at CITR wouldn't be able to bring you all the great music, art, cinema, and culture that you love. Thanks to the long-standing support from the Rio Theatre, we are able to keep you informed on all the great artists, films, and everything else coming to town there. For all the current information about who and what's playing at the Rio Theatre, visit their website at www.riotheatre.ca. 
NGOs or the nonprofit sector want to teach in another country? How about a position in the commerce or engineering sector? Do you want to travel abroad and have a life-changing experience? Isaac UBC offers different internships for all kinds of specialties. We are looking for students interested in fields such as the HIV AIDS pandemic, community empowerment, business administration, education, environment, and sustainability, and much more. If you're interested in working abroad or helping out on campus, please contact ubc.aiesec at gmail.com. That's ubc.aiesec at gmail.com. It's up to you. All right, back here at the Thunderbird Arena at Doug Mitchell Thunderbird Sports Center as we continue our coverage of this Canada West Conference men's ice hockey matchup. University of Alberta Golden Bears leading the UBC Thunderbirds 3-1 after two periods of play in Week 7 action. The Golden Bears out of the intermission break will carry over a 5-on-3 power play for the next minute and a half. Lockhart wins the face-off and tries to chip it in, but it's picked up by Alberta, and the play's already blown dead here. Thunderbirds in the penalty box are Anthony Bardero and Brandon Underwood. Bardero uh, still has a minute 27 left in his penalty before he leaves the penalty box first. Lockhart again set to take the face off in the defensive end with Reddick. And it's won by the Golden Bears. Oh, and it's picked up by Lockhart who tries the wrister and it's blocked by Siemens. Alberta coming back now. Up along the right side boards, it's a whiff shot by Jaden Hart. Sends it back up to the point to Reddick. Passes it off back to Hickman. Back up to the point to Rowley. Rowley will move around to Hickman. Throws it up in the middle, and it's a hard slapper by Reddick. And it's a scramble in front of the net that UBC ultimately wins. Hewitt sitting down there making uh, at least one save. Puck will go the length of the ice and the Golden Bears pick it up. Reddick sends the puck up to Rowley in the neutral zone. Back to Reddick along the right side boards. Sauces it up to Hickmet. Sends it to the point. It's a shot by Rowley that's blocked by Bonacici. Back to Hickmet. Rowley on the backhand sends it out. Cross crease from Reddick to Hickman, and that's stopped by Hewitt, and chipped out by Manning. Yeah, tough shift for Anthony Bardero, making a shot block when he sprawls out flat on the ice, and having to take a hit to clear the puck as well. I'm running out on the first uh, penalty against QBC here. It's a shot by, it was a shot by Ferguson that was just loved by Hewitt off a rebound. Bardero will come out of the box now with 15 seconds still left against Underwood. Yeah, there was a penalty added to James Dobrovolsky at the start of this period, which reduced Alberta's power play down to four on three. And now with uh, Bardero out of the penalty box, it's momentarily a four-on-four situation for 15 more seconds before Underwood comes out of UBC's penalty box and UBC will have an abbreviated power play. Bardero wins the defense's own face-off. It's turned over to Alberta. Skating up into the crease 
that was Jamie Crooks who whips it up into the netting. Seven seconds left on Underwood's penalty here, and he's standing, chomping at the bit to get back out on the ice. Yeah, Jamie Crooks was a good scoring chance here for the U of A. Pulled uh, the puck to his forehand up really close to Matt Hewitt, who gave him no room to shoot down low, so he tried to chip it up high and a little bit too much loft under that shot. Cordero loses the faceoff. It's thrown in by Ferguson and stopped by Gunther. It's turned over now, Alberta with the puck. Ferguson tried to get it out, and it's a counterattack. Manning in the offensive zone. Thrown across uh, ice there to Josh Connolly. Into the corner, it's higher behind the net. Bardero cycles it back to higher, who sends it back up to Bardero in the corner. Bardero is now tied up, and it's turned over to the Golden Bears. Kaczynski chips it up and out, and it goes. It's a two-on-two here, and it just goes wide. Dobrovolsky tried to center that for Ferguson. On the counterattack now, it's UBC. Dobr- it's uh, Bardero takes a shot and from the high slot, hits Siemens in the chest, and he gloves it. Yeah, the two players emerging out of the penalty box get onto the ice and get right into the heat of the action, both with a scoring chance at each end of the ice. Dobrovolsky trying to set up a centering pass to Ferguson, and then uh, Bardero with a shot on goal into Luke Seaman. Rosignol wins the faceoff, gets it back to Underwood along the right side, throws it along the backboard, and it goes round, and it's back to Wagner, who turns it over, chipped out by Kaiser, to Rachinsky, who moves along the right side. And he'll try to chip that across for Kaiser, but it's stopped by Hilton, who attempts a pass, and it skitters along the back to Siemens. And Golden Bears will break out. It's a far pass into the neutral zone. It's Lang to Rachinsky, who's taken down along the back. Puck goes up into the high slot, and it's picked up by UBC. They try to clear, and Rowley picks it up for the Golden Bears. Back to Rowley from his partner. Moves into the UBC zone. It's turned over on an attempted pass. McDonald forces that, and Carr breaks up McDonald's one-on-one there. Coming back now, Rowley tries to pass that for Tanner Clarkson. On the backboard, Hewitt plays that. Slow in the corner, and he'll battle away with Chase Clayton. Turned over to UBC and chipped up and out by McDonald. Length of the ice now, one-on-one. And Carr beats, looks like uh, Joe Antillet of the puck there. Behind the net, the battle. It's uh, Clayton. And Ewan Hewson moves up to take the puck. Behind the net is Antilla, and he's still getting pushed around by Rowley. Tries to throw it out front, and it's picked up by the Golden Bears to come on the counterattack. Law moves up the left side, and he tries a little deke on Gunther, wrists it wide. Lau in the right corner. Sent back along the backboards by Clayton. Plays it to Gunther. Gunther moves out of his zone. Little deep there on Reddick to hang on to it. Plays it up close to Clayton, who throws it back to Van Heuwen Hewson, and UBC will get a change. Van Heuwen Hewson throws it down the ice. Golden Bears pick it up, and it's caught by Lockhart on an attempted clear. And Gidlowski gets bodied there. And Golden Bears come back. It's in a Rister from the left side by Coper, looking for his third of the night there. That Hewitt glove 
So the uh, face-off with fight 15-10 left to go in the third. Yeah, Levlo Coper has been the Golden Bears' most dynamic uh, offensive threat in this game, scoring two of the three Alberta goals. UBC loses the face-off. It'll go back up to the point to Bredo. He'll wrist it, and it goes up along the backboards. Idlowski throws it along the back to Redick to Hickmitt, who moves it back to the point to Bredo. Up to Idlowski, goes behind the net. And Redick will try and cycle that. Sends it up into the high slot to Hickmitt, who tries the wrister, and that's stopped by Hewitt. Yeah, this is the sign of a very finely tuned Alberta Golden Bears number one forward line. Hickmitt and Devko Cover uh, have leveled much of the uh, offensive output for the Golden Bears in this game. Uh, very instrumental uh, in their scoring. In fact, that line has all three of Alberta Golden Bears' goals so far in this game. UBC loses the faceoff, and it's a bit of a scramble for it there. And the uh, faceoff dot, and it's thrown on net by Lang and kicked wide by Hewitt. Up along the boards, attempted clear by Vetterall. It gets thrown back in by Lang, and Hewitt will play it behind the net. He's pressured, chips it up. Alberta gets it at their blue line. Lang tries throwing it in low, and it hits Underwood's skate. Underwood moves it to the corner, and that's taken back out by UBC now. Vetterall will play it out of his end, and attempted pass there by Becker. That uh, gets turned over. Hart comes back on the counterattack, and it's intercepted by Bardero on the right side. And he's getting bodied by uh, Hart. Gunther up at the point now. Venune Hughes and tries a shot and it's stopped by Seaman. Golden Bears on the counterattack, two on two, and it's chipped in by Crux looking for the change. Both teams will change here. 13.50 to go. And the Golden Bears keep it in. Legault plays it behind the net. Gunther tries pressuring him into the corner. Back up to the point. Rowley sends it to the left side of the net. Sharp angle pass. Attempted to let go by Kaiser. And UBC will clear it out. Hilton just backhands that out softly from the neutral zone. Golden Bears get it. And they'll come back up the ice now. It's Lego with a puck. The neutral zone throws it to the right side to Rowley, and that looks like an offside. Yeah, to Riley Kaiser just a little bit uh, too early with his back skate dragging on the blue line. Just moving into the zone at half a stride too early. That forced a play offside. The physicality of this game pick up a lot more. A lot of bone crunch, crunching hits into the end boards. Whenever a defenseman has to uh, hold on to the puck just a little fraction of a second longer to make a better breakout pass, sometimes they have to sacrifice their body just to make that play. Looks like both centermen uh, jumped on the draw there. Face-off again. Both linesmen out by the Alberta Golden Bears net. I think Luke Siemens may have punched a hole in his uh, in the netting of his goal with his, the butt end of his stick and the referees, uh, referee and linesmen, two of them are, are there trying to patch up a little bit of a stitch work. This game, uh, it's Coper who moves up to uh, seventh in the league scoring now. 
And UB Stevens with face off Clayton behind the net. Plays it up to Manning. Manning chips that out. And down to the length of the ice. Picked up by UBC, and that was Chase Clayton who tried to get that on the backhand. Couldn't settle it. Turned over. And that's thrown in from the red line by uh, Kyle Becker. And, yeah, Siemens didn't have too much trouble with that one, so we'll get a face-off here. Yeah, the Thunderbirds trailing by two here. Midway through the third period, they're trying a few more higher-risk plays to get the puck up ice with numbers to their advantage, and John Tiller there was the extremely high forward up ice trying to connect on a long stretch pass. Lockhart loses the faceoff, but UBC is able to force the turnover. Behind the net, it's Robinson. Plays it back to Lockhart, who tries shooting from the side of the net, which goes wide. And if UBC tries to handle it, gets thrown out. It's a two-on-three. And shot by the Golden Bears, Reddick with a pass, and he just whips it up into the netting. Yeah, Reddick was a third trailing forward into the zone, and he skated into some open ice just above the left-wing face-off circle. And luckily for the T-Birds, Josh Connolly was able to spot that shooting lane pretty quickly in front of Reddick and get his stick in the way to deflect that shot off target. Reddick and Clayton, and Clayton wins it. And it's one of CC who tries moving it up. He gets bodied, and Alberta throws it back down to the ice. And that will be stopped by Hewitt. 12-14 left to go in the third. Shots are 29-14 to in favor of the Golden Bears, who are currently winning 3-1. Bit of a strange whistle, because I thought icing would have been waved off as soon as Matt Hewitt had to steer the puck out of his crease. I think it's only an icing call if the puck goes through the crease untouched by the goaltender, but Matt Hewitt clearly played it, so perhaps a mistaken icing, and now the uh, correction will be just to leave a center ice face-off instead. UBC wins the face-off, and it's turned over to the Golden Bears, and that's topping with the puck in his own end. From the red line, he shoots it in, and Robinson will pick it up along the boards, tries to pass it up on a lead pass to Bonacici, but it's broken up by topping. Picked up by Lockhart and turned over to Coper. We'll send it back to his line mate there. And UBC breaks up an attempt by Lang. Coper keeps it in. And bodies a guy. Up in the corner, it's Hickmutt. And an attempt by Coper off of uh, Reddick. Tried passing it up. Coper now with the puck. Sends it back up to the point to Topping. Topping wrists are in. It's locked. And attempted clear. And it gets locked. Hewitt plays the puck. Manning gets it. And it's sent up to Lockhart, who chips it out. And UBC will go for a change here. The puck goes the length of the ice. The Alberta end. Rowley setting up from behind his net. Passes it up to his partner. And it's thrown in on a long pass to Tanner Clarkson. Battle behind the net, Ben Eamon Hughes, and Bardero gets a hand on it. Tries a pass that's just kicked by Dobrovolsky on an attempt to high air. And high air body Siemens knocking his helmet off. And yeah, it looks like we're going to have a bit of a scrum here. Golden Bear's not too happy with that one. Siemens got leveled by high air trying to play the puck. we got a fight going here, too. 
Yeah, not surprisingly, the Golden Bears take offense to what they feel is a cheap shot against their goaltender, Luke Siemens. Uh, Mariners Hire just skating around the Golden Bears net after a dump-in that uh, had Siemens come out of the net to play the puck. Siemens is unsighted to Hire coming around behind him. And Hire just skated straight into the back of Siemens' leg, uh, taking his feet from out from underneath him and the Golden Bears definitely did not appreciate that uh, Monarch higher hit on their goaltender and that was the cause for the kerfuffle after the whistle we've seen offsetting penalties to both teams with, but uh, the Thunderbirds have an extra penalty out of this melee but both higher and Van Uyenhuizen in the penalty box well uh, Braden Lowe is in the Alberta penalty box. Pretty weak fight, and it's a shame to see Van and Hughes and go for UBC here. Lockhart loses the faceoff, and it's thrown out by Gooster at length of the ice. Siemens will play it behind his net, and he leaves it for Carr. Carr skating behind his net now on the breakout. It's Legault up the middle, and Legault gets hit by Gunther. Gets the puck out to Ferguson, though. Legault back up at the point. Passes that off to Lang, who sends it to Carr, to Ferguson. Ferguson attempted slap shot. They get blocked by Gunther. Puck will go back to the neutral zone, and Carr will pick it up. Thrown to Ferguson on the left side, who chips it into the opposite corner. And Crux will try and get that along the boards. Sent out to Carr. Carr tries to pass to Ferguson. Slop is blocked. Back to Carr up at the point. Tries to face a slap shot, but decides not to. It's a Ferguson behind the net. That's the car up at the point. Car will send it to the right side, and it's a weak slap shot by Ferguson. Behind the net, and pass back up to Ferguson. Ferguson along the right side boards now. Passes it off, and it's down low in the crease. Uh, that looked like uh, Hart, who tried to settle it. But he was stopped, and then it's a shot by... Ferguson that goes wide. Manning will try to do something with it. Turns it over. Ferguson on a wrist or saved by Hewitt. And down in the face-off dot, it's a battle for the puck here. It's Antilla and Crooks, and Antilla manages to clear as UBC gets a well-deserved change. Hewitt tries to stop the puck that's thrown in by Hart. Goes around the boards to Coper. Battling in the corner, sends it up to his defenseman. Rally at the point to Reddick. Reddick will pass that one off. Back up to Reddick at the point. Reddick passes it to Rowley. Rowley sends it to the left to Hickmitt and attempted shot that gets broken up by uh, UBC. Hickmitt with a puck in the high slot. Kick saved by Hewitt. Goes wide out to Reddick. Reddick tries the wrister and Hewitt has no trouble stopping that with 8.38 left in the third and the penalty against UBC and the offsetting majors are now over. Yeah, the best penalty killer for that uh, series for UBC was their goaltender, Matt Hewitt. That's the busiest he's been, I think, all game, making four saves in that power play series to keep the two-goal margin where it is. Kaiser wins the faceoff for the Golden Bears up to Brito at the point, thrown behind the net to Ferguson, who sets up, tries to throw it out front, blocked up, and picked up by Brito, who flips with the puck, and an attempted clear, but Vetterall gets bodied. Bardero now on the rush, tries to drive in on a wrister, and sharp angle shot that Siemens, he uh, hugs the post, and 
we'll get a face off here as the net gets knocked off boring. Yeah, we've seen the Thunderbirds in this period uh, really step up the aggressiveness to charge the Golden Bears net, whether the puck is there or not. Uh, the Monraj higher first early in this period, having to take a, a goaltender interference penalty and on uh, this shift, uh, just a good drive to the net. Face-off win by Bardero. It goes far to the right side of the boards. No one there to get it, so it'll go the length of the ice now. And it's Connolly who is playing the puck down in UBC far, and it's turned over. Connolly attempting to pass that to Bardero, and it's intercepted by like Braden Lau for the Golden Bears in the high slot. Hewitt stops a weak wrister from him. Yeah, we've seen UBC Thunderbirds trying to start a low percentage breakout pass straight up the middle when the Golden Bears are in the area, and luckily for the Seabirds here, uh, Matt Hewitt is able to bail them out with a good save. Reddick wins the face-off. Golden Bears down low with a puck. Lockhart manages to get it out, and UBC will break out now. Lockhart tries to pass that. Robinson battling for the puck, and it's, oh, it's an attempted backhand by Buonacici. It just goes wide. Spinning backhand, and the play's blown dead here. You like the Thunderbirds' hustle in this third period, trying to force the issue against the opposing goaltender, Luke Siemens. couple times they've charged hard to the net, trying to get Luke Siemens uh, focused off the puck, and here, the Golden Bears charge the tripping penalty, charge their double goal scorer tonight, uh, Levko Koper. Yeah, Levko Koper and his luscious flow of the box for two minutes here with 7.40 left to go in the third. Lockhart set to take the faceoff for UBC. And they win the faceoff. Manning with the puck up at the point, passes it off. Uh, looks like to Lockhart there, sends it wide. Vetterall back to Manning at the point. Fake slap shot, passes to Bardero, who tries a slapper, misses. Vetterall in the corner now battling for the puck, and the Golden Bears managed to chip it out. That's uh, Jordan Hickman with the clear. Hewitt gets pressured to the puck in the corner, gives it to Manning. Now to Vetterall, sends it back to Lockhart, to Bardero on the right side board. Bardero will move in with the puck. No one's in the middle, so he'll send it back to the point to Vetterall. Manning, big slap shot, passes off to Lockhart, to Bardero down low, and he gets blocked up by Rowley. The Golden Bears clear, the puck goes length of the ice, and Hewitt's there to stop in the backboard as uh, the Golden Bears will change. Let's Manning take the puck in his own end. There's a minute left to go on this penalty against Coper. Manning gives it back to Connolly. Connolly moving up through the neutral zone along the right side boards, behind the net, and he loses it. Can't center the pass. On the left side now. Sends it across to Bardero, who tries passing it to the middle. It's broken up. Becker picks it up, and that's blocked and hits the backboards. Now battle in the corner for it. Hilton and Bardero in there for UBC. Ferguson and Becker chase after the puck. Tied up in Becker's gate and turned over. Thrown in by Rhett Rachinski of the Golden Bears change again. Yeah, some stand-up penalty killing by the University of Alberta. Just closing all the of UBC's desirable shooting lanes, leaving them nothing to the middle. Penalty almost over here for Coper and UBC in the offensive zone. Hilton tries chipping it up. Golden Bears turn it over. It's a two-on-one for the Golden Bears. Legault moving along the left side. Centers it. Oh, tempted to... And it's given to Kaiser who scores. 
Yeah, Riley Kaiser at the finishing end of that short-handed goal just as the penalties to Koper expired. Three-on-one rush short-handed. Thunderbirds were trying to block the centering pass across the whole way, but blocked it right back to the same passer of the Golden Bear who set up the third trailing forward instead, and that was a finish the Golden Bears needed to add the insurance goal as the U of A go up 4-1 to one with five and a half minutes remaining in regulation time. UBC wins the face-off venue in Hughes and throws it in. And it will be Lang who will go back for it and take it off from Neiman. UBC turns it over in the corner. Coper will get the puck along the left side, tries chipping it out. Venue Hughes will stop that from skating down the ice there. Hopping in the corner to get the puck from the UBC dumping. Yeah. The net gets locked loose again for the faceoff. Some crafty strategy there by the uh, Golden Bears goaltender, uh, Luke Siemens. It did not alert the refereeing crew of his net being ajar until the puck came close to him. 5.06 left here in the third. Shots is 35 to 15 in favor of the Golden Bears. And it'll be Clayton to take the face off. Nope. It'll be Bonacisi as Clayton skates back to the bench. Wins the face off and it's turned. Nope. UBC manages to retain possession of it. Tries throwing it along the backboards and it's given to the Golden Bears. That's Rosignol who stops the clear. And Becker will fight in the corner for it with uh, Yudlowski. Stabbing away at the puck is Antilla. UBC manages to get it. Robinson behind the net. They force the turnover now. Golden Bears chip it up and out into the neutral zone. Becker will stop Hart from getting after that. And Gunther plays it behind his net as Hart gives chase. Gunther trying to chip it out along the boards. Turned over. Hart in the neutral zone. Throws it in. Gunther gets the puck behind the boards. And it's contested here. Hart will manage to get it. Gunther forces the turnover again. It's a battle for the puck that ultimately skitters down into the neutral zone. And Carr has the puck in his own end as the Thunderbirds change. Ferguson was the wrister from the blue line that's gloved by Hewitt. Just uh, with four minutes left in this third period regulation time. Uh, the clock is the enemy of the Thunderbirds now. A three-goal margin now separates them from the Golden Bears with U of A scoring the last two goals in consecutive order after uh, Anthony Bardero's goal put UBC on the scoreboard. Seabirds win the face-off and the puck gets cleared. Carr battling for the puck with Bonacisi in the corner. And Bonacisi gets the puck. We'll play it back to the point to Manning. Manning takes a slap shot that goes way wide of the net. Skitters around for Connolly. The Golden Bears chip it out. Manning gets the puck in his own end, plays it to the neutral zone, up to Lockhart, who sends it back to Manning. And he's contested by Lau. Manning to Lockhart. Neutral zone now. Sent up along the boards of Vetterall. And turned over. Puck gets knocked loose, and it's Hilton. Sends it back to Gunther in their own end. Manning with a puck to the neutral zone. It's turned over as picked up by Kaiser and 
Tripped over his own feet, turned over to UBC. Manning behind his net with the puck as UBC attempts to set up for the breakout with three minutes left, three goals down. Lockhart's big two-line pass as the Golden Bears get a hand on here. Siemens will get the puck behind his net, gives it off to Lang. Lang's going to battle for it there with, uh, with like, um, higher. Bardero gives it to Becker. Becker sends it along the boards to higher. Higher to Vetterall along the back. Sends it to high air. Higher to the high slot to Becker, and it's just wide of the net. Becker with the puck, tries wrestling it low, and it, it's a battle down low goal UBC. That's Austin Vetterall with a wrister, and just sneaks by Seaman. Top shelf. Now Thunderbirds doing well to generate traffic in front of Luke Siemens, and they bang in a rebound that Siemens leaves behind right on top of his doorstep. Like Siemens earlier in that series had made a stick save on the blocker side to hit the butt end of his shaft, and he dropped his stick. And in the time it took for him to recollect his stick off the ice, and I think he may have lost focus on the puck and let out a rather vulnerable rebound that Seabirds capitalized on there to close the Golden Bears lead down to two. UBC wins the faceoff back in their own end. It's Manning with the puck. And it looks like they'll be ready to pull the goalie here as the sixth man comes out onto the ice. Manning in the corner battling for it with Yudlowski. There's four guys in on this one. It's Vetterall and high air there. Out to Bardero on the left side board, tries throwing it behind the net. Vetterall tries to get a hand on that and trips over the net. In the corner is high air battling for the puck with the help of Lockhart. UBC will retain it, and that's Bardero who trips over his own feet behind the net. Bardero gets possession again, tries throwing it out front. It's turned over, and here comes Coper in the neutral zone, and it's stopped by Connolly, denies him the third of the night for now. Connolly in the corner, nearly tripped by Coper. They have no goalie here, and Alberta's pressuring them hard. Connolly tries sending that across, no one there. Bardero gets the puck and collides with Manning. Pressured hard by Alberta here. One minute and 20 left to go. Back in Alberta's end, and Carr will get it. And now it's out to Coper, and Coper for his hat-trick goal, number three, empty netter. Yeah, Golden Bears not to be denied, shooting at the empty net twice. Finally, Levko Coper uh, punches in the dagger to seal the Golden Bears victory tonight. This will restore a three-goal lead for the U of A with a minute 11 remaining. And uh, all in one game, uh, Levko Coper doubles his goal production from the entire season of 12 games leading up to tonight. Hat-trick performance. Small sample size for you there, Jason. Now to take the face off now as Clayton wins it. Back to venue in Houston. He'll chip it in. Little chase here. Bredo gets his hand on the puck. It's out to Crook. Crook will send it up to Ferguson along the left side now who's contested with Underwood. Taken down. Hart in the slot. Try a shot that gets blocked by UBC. McDonald will try and move the puck up. He's got two Golden Bears on him. 40 seconds left to go here in the third. Thunderbirds down by three. Puck goes the length of the ice. Siemens gets it. Thrown along the backboards by Yudlowski. McDonald will battle in the corner for it. And that's Joantilla out to help him there. 
can't find the puck. It looks like it's tied up in until it skates. Still battling away for it. It gets loose to McDonald behind the net, but Yedlowski picks it up as McDonald gets tripped. Becker tries a shot, just sneaks past the post. Sent down along the ice with two seconds left here on the icing call. The unofficial Brosette score of the game, 5-2 in favor of the Golden Bears. Shots to 37-16. Just uh, three seconds remaining in regulation time with the results of the game no longer in question. Uh, the Golden Bears will overtake the Thunderbirds and take sole possession of second place in the conference standings with a regulation time 5-2 victory over UBC tonight. Golden Bears uh, keep pace with the conference leader Saskatchewan Huskies to stay two points behind the conference leader with their ninth win in 13 games while the Thunderbirds were handed their third defeat in regulation time, sliding their record down to 7-3-3. Three, and three. So we'll uh, also recap with the three stars of the game and pretty easy first start to pick when there's a hat-trick goal scorer. Yeah, uh, you got to give that to Coper here. Three goals tonight, uh, including the empty netter that definitely helped him pad his stat total. Uh, the best Thunderbirds player in this game uh, probably was Anthony Vardaro, the only goal scorer, uh, and he also set up Austin Vetterell's goal that closed uh, Alberta's lead momentarily down to 4-2 to two before Coper scored the empty net netter. So uh, second start to Anthony Vardaro and third start to the victorious goaltender Luke Siemens uh, hosting the victory tonight on... Uh, 15 saves against 17 UBC shots. Yeah, hell of a game for him, Jason. He's contested all night, but he uh, did his best and stood strong for them. So these two teams all face in the rematch tomorrow to finish out this Week 7 matchup between the U of A and the UBC. And next week here on our CITR Sports Coverage, uh, we'll bring you uh, the women's matchup with the Thunderbirds uh, women's team back on home ice uh, to do battle to round out the 2015 calendar portion of their conference schedule. You can tune in to us uh, then next week on Friday, uh, November 27th. So for our entire CRTR sports crew here tonight on this Friday evening, uh, on behalf of uh, Tim Winter, Ola Mead, Ola and I, and I'm Jason Wang. Uh, for the audience tuning in on CITR 101.9 FM, you'll be joined next with Scalds Hall. Good night from Vancouver. And you are tuned into CITR 101.9 FM. My name is Brian McDonald, and good evening to all of you from all of us here in Vancouver. We've got a bit of a short show for you tonight, but we still have a show. So coming up in just a moment, you're going to have your chance to sit back, relax, and enjoy your evening with Spoken Word Entertainment from Skulls Hall here at CITR 101.9 FM. Do you like friends? Well, we like you, so become a member and get a Friends of CITR card. Not only does it make you special, but it gets you all kinds of deals with our friends at UBC and the West Side, like Australian Boot Company, Dentry's Pub, The Bike Kitchen, 
limelight video, and more. Visit CITR.ca for more or come check us out in the nest. Other Vancouver is a collective promoting slow design through independent creatives. This year's event, themed Spaces, showcases products alongside its makers through images of their workspaces. We aim to support mindful consumerism. Come out on November 27th to 29th at 877 East Hastings, Studio 301. Visit Other on Instagram or Facebook for previews. may contain mature subject matter, violence, and foul language. Please listen responsibly. And now, the news. A nine-sector manhunt was finally terminated tonight along with the subject, Engine Man Mortimer. The manhunt was subsidized by the parents of his victims, and the winning team will be taking home a tidy sum. A spot on a report is out for Operative 1452689, street name Tangerine Cyclone. She is well-armed and may be in a drug-induced rage state. Do not approach. Repeat, do not approach. Wondering what will be the hottest toy for your little sprog in the upcoming gifting season? Rory Twinkle will be here with us to discuss that later in the show. And now, a very special message for our young, sexually active listeners. Are you using the right mouthwash? Top story. Top story. Top story. Top story. Top story. Chapter 3. The gun was set for single shots. Not surprising, considering the high tax on bullets these days. And I popped off two rounds before I realized that. Lucky thing, Net 3 basic training also includes firearms. And even luckier, I've always been pretty good at it. The two shots were enough to get the carrion's attention before it did any further damage to the downed fighter, and it began to shamble my way. It was vaguely humanoid, but it moved in a doubled-over crouch, almost like an animal. I quickly got the gun set to full auto and let loose at it, keeping my aim high to avoid further damage to my compatriot on the floor. The creature screamed, but didn't do much more than flinch as it continued to approach. In seconds, the gun was empty, and I realized I hadn't kept back a bullet for myself. The stench of its approach was enough to make me nauseous if I wasn't already, and I turned to run. Something I saw as I turned gave me a shred of hope, though. Behind the creature, I thought I saw my new friend move. I kept my eyes resolutely forward after that, so as not to disprove this hopeful thought. To look back and see him still lying there would have crushed me. Doubled over or not, the creature was damn fast. I could swear I felt its foul breath on my neck as I ran. Certain its claws were any moment going to dig into my neck. I heard a commotion. It wasn't until I hit a cross passage that I dared take a chance and whip my head round to see what was happening as I took the corner. Something plowed into me as I spun. Screaming, I struck out, eyes tightly shut, until I realized that while I was smelling blood and sweat, it wasn't the stench of the creature that was enveloping me. He pinned my arms and pushed me around the corner, growling. Keep your eyes shut. Tight. There was a, there was a flash of light I could see even through my clenched eyelids. And then darkness. I think we were around the corner by then. And I felt myself pressed against a wall. And him pressed against me. Even as the thought occurred to me that he wasn't so homely I couldn't find his strong, firm muscles quite pleasant, I stood.
started to berate myself for even considering such a thing at a time like this. I've heard it's common for people who face death in some form to want to feel like they were living again, but it still seems wrong. Even though I got the feeling, despite the body armor and all, that he might be thinking the same thing. Are you all right? His voice was husky and so close to my ear I could feel his breath, which didn't help my mental turmoil at all. Fine. Shaky, are you all right? I'd seen him bleeding like a sprinkler. How could he be all right? Well enough. Can you see? You're facing the glare. Didn't know if you covered your eyes tight enough. I opened my eyes, but much of what I saw was shadows and afterspots, as if I'd been staring into the sun. Dazzled, I'll be all right in a bit, I think. I closed my eyes again, since it was easier to think without the distraction of trying to focus. What was that? Grenade. His voice was matter-of-fact. We'll get out of here shortly. Have to let the body cool a wee bit first. You did great distracting the bugger, though you really should have liked it. I have no idea where I am. Cool off. I mean, the body? My system, ravaged repeatedly by adrenaline, was buzzing, informing me of what every nerve ending was feeling, which mostly entailed feeling either crushed against a wall or against this man's father's body. It, it was my mental processes that were lagging far behind. So I can get the head. Again, his matter-of-fact tone, as if this were an everyday occurrence. The head? Oddly enough, this wasn't disgusting, just puzzling, as if he were speaking a language I wasn't quite able to understand. Bounty on these buggers. After taking a head to prove I bagged it and collect, easier than carting the whole bloody mess around. My eyes were beginning to adjust, and I had a mad urge to throw my arms around him. Luckily, he still had them pinned, or I would certainly have embarrassed myself. This was neither the time nor place for snogging, particularly with a smoldering it just down the hall waiting for decapitation. I giggled at the idea and then found I couldn't stop. <laughs> he sighed. See you then. Back in a tick. By the time he returned, with his prize mercifully knotted into a black plastic bin liner, I'd managed to calm myself. Now I felt merely weak and surprisingly... Hungry? It was as if he read my mind. Place I know is not too far. It's near what you're used to, I'd warrant, but it'll be safe. And we'll have a sit down and some beer. I'll get myself patched up. The place certainly wasn't what I was used to, but I was relieved to see it was a busy pub in a small mercantile enclave, and there would certainly be a phone I could call a cab with. Outside, he pulled me to a halt, an uncomfortable look on his face. Best to pretend you're my girl. Keep others from making you any trouble. He left no time to respond before continuing. I might have to touch it just a bit, like, around the shoulders to make it... to make them take it work together, right? I stared, wondering why this was so difficult. And then it hit me. He was blushing. He turned away and flung open the door so quickly I couldn't be certain of what I'd seen. The answer that clicked into my head was simple enough. He probably never dealt with anyone from the news. After all, however indirect my connection was, he had seemed impressed. It was kind of cute, really. As I followed him in, I realized I still hadn't got his name. It just didn't seem important the few times we'd had to chat, and the rest of the time I'd been too breathless, fleeing or fighting, to ask. I hoped no one would demand to know who I was here with, since it was a little late to ask right in front of everyone. I nervously checked my inside coat pockets as I sat down. Camera here, Vets card there, watch, some small cash. Everything present and accounted for. 
The room was mostly full of brothels, of every shape, color, gender, and style. The few exceptions were mainly brawny, dangerous-looking humans, and at least one alien in a special suit. The furniture was industrial grade and appeared welded to the floor. We found a spot at the end of a table with a couple of fellows who hurled imprecations at my date. Imprecations which were hurled right back at them with a bunch of backslapping and roughhousing. I assumed this meant they were his chums. Then they turned on me. The blondish one with a huge purple bruise around his eye spoke first. Why are you so pale, girly? He been showing you his, uh, claymore. The other, a dark-haired beanpole covered in tight, wiry muscles, leaned across the table. Stag, you never told us you had a bud and a softy too. I let the suggestion pass with a slight smile. Stig replied in turn. Meh, just finished pulling Carrion for her souvenir like. I was head in a bag. As if to demonstrate, he plumped the thick black plastic bag down on the end of the table with a bit of a juicy squishing sound. No, she asked what it looked like since it was dark when I packed it to bits. She didn't get a good squint at it as I pointed across the bar at you and said, See that face there? And she blanched. I don't know why. He slapped the beanpole on the side of the head as he said this. Then he turned to me. This is Kev. The beanpole. And Dez. The blonde. Look after you while I go fix my face. He turned to them again, and his teasing look took on a dark undertone of menace. Anyone touches her will personally break whatever part of him he touched her with. Off. The look in his eye was no joke, though, and I felt rather prickly again, and couldn't stop thinking of the way it felt when he pressed me against the wall. How strong he was, and how rather brave, too, and how I certainly owed him something for saving my life, twice even. I was interrupted from this lovely train of thought by the blonde, Dez. He had a thin face, though puffy around his shiner, and his hair was shaved back on both sides to show some terrible scars just above each ear. So how long have you known her, Stick? His voice had an edge beyond the teasing, but I figured it was something inherent in the breed, not personally aimed at me. I hesitated for a moment, trying to decide what would go over well. I finally tried to match the tone of raillery they'd used with one another, giving a lopsided grin as I spoke. Just long enough to appreciate his talents. I stared them down, not letting my eyes drop as they exchanged sardonic looks. Kev finally spoke. Ooh, call the fireman to put him out. He gave an effeminate shudder and then went back to his regular raffish smile. Would you care to compare uh, talents, pretty lady? Unlike Dez, Kev was all bluster, all joke, no undercurrents. I cocked my head to one side as if actually considering the idea, then finally shook it decisively. No, I think one head, I cocked a thumb at the lumpy package at the end of the table, is plenty for an evening. They stared open-mouthed for a moment and then broke down in hysterical laughter. <laughs> It seems it was the right sort of answer, since Kev immediately began going round the place telling everyone the tale of my comeback. The food arrived, and it was pretty good. Even more, it was abundant. I dug in, realizing I'd not eaten nearly all day, since the muck at the rendezvous earlier was so inedible, before realizing I should probably wait for my host. The thought arrived almost as he did, carefully sliding onto the bench so as not to smack me with any stray weaponry. He'd managed to clean up most of the blood, and I glimpsed plaster tissue covering the claw marks on the far side of his face. When Dez told him about my remark, Kev was still off telling everyone else in the room, 
turned and looked at me with a strange sort of puzzled look that I wasn't sure was supposed to be amused or irritated. It worried me that I might have annoyed him, so I smiled back. Without thinking, I reached out to touch the covered scratches on his face, then snatched my hand back, somewhat amused to find myself concerned that anything I might do could hurt him after everything he'd been through. Boostig, your softy's fretting over you. Kev cooed, returning. You should hear what she said. But Des cut him off before he could finish, leaving Kev sulky over his mischance. Des was watching us closely, and I realized his expression was a bit odd, suspicious of something. Sustig. You haven't told us your softie's name, have you, old son? I opened my mouth to speak, but Des cut me short sharply. You watch this. He's got a mind like a steel sieve. No good with names is our stick. He turned back to my companion. So what's the lucky lady's name? Stig stared at him, seemingly placid. He took his time over a mouthful of food before replying. Judith. I could be a Judith, at least for a while. So long as I can remember it anyway. Suits me as well as Carrie. I slipped my arms round one of his, trying to reassure him. He didn't take his eyes off Des. There seemed to be something going on here I didn't understand at all, and I was worried it would eventually come down to violence, as usual for them. Oddly, I no longer thought of Stig as instantly violent, though I still could feel it roiling around under the surface. A spasm in his bicep, a clenching of his whatever that other arm muscle is. I'd seen him both in and out of fighting mode, and it was clear there was a difference for him. The others didn't all seem to have the same distinctions I noticed, as a bar fight tumbled out the door to be settled outside, and no one even glanced up. I was wondering why Des would be suspicious of me. What would he suspect? That I'm a terrorist spy? A bounty hunter? Someone on the run and using Stig? Nothing sounded the least bit plausible. I was trying to come up with some scenario where I might be trying to latch onto him for a sizable fortune, accumulated, of course, on the backs of dead carrions, or rather their heads, when Des finally broke the silence again. Guess her then, why don't you? This was a direct challenge with no shred of humor in it, and I was baffled. Stig ground out a reply. You don't just give orders like that to a lady. She's not one of your chip-a-throw girls. No humor left at this table. Oh, you don't want to embarrass the lady in public. Dez's voice was now dripping with sarcasm as he leaned forward over the table. Maybe I should kiss her for you. Until next time, thank you and good night. Chapter 3 of Top Story was produced by Kimberly Poole of Warp Space, written by Julie Hoverson. Featured Julie Hoverson as Carrie Stomper, the narrator, and Ayub Cote as Stig. Kevin Dez were played by Will Watt and Robert Cudmore. Narrative direction by Renaud LaBeouf. Music by Diod. The opening news sequence featured Renaud LaBeouf as Wilton Gavitt and Gwendolyn Jensen Woodard of Gypsy Audio as Gertrude Darling. Music for the opening sequence was by The Footage Firm. Sound effects came from soundsnap.com, sonomic.com, and onesoundeffects.com. All persons, places, and events in the story were fictitious or used in a fictitious manner and are not meant to reflect any persons, places, or things, living, dead, or undead. This story and the characters in it are copyright 2000. 
2012 to Julie Hoverson. This production is copyright 2012 to Kimberly Poole and Hole with a Rock Around It Productions and is released under a Creative Commons 3.0 attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives license. Spread the show around, but don't try to make money off it. Hello, my name is Kim, and I'm a podcaster. Hi, Kim. Hey, this is Julie. I didn't have a lot for the author's note this week, but we promised one, so I'll do something. Um, I, uh, just been very, very busy getting ready for a bunch of stuff, but, um, one thing I would like to point out as things are going on in this story is that, um, there are some naughty bits coming up. I'm not going to go into detail. It doesn't go get graphic or anything, but, you know, it still happens. Um, I'm just warning you in case you're easily offended or anything. Yeah, like you'd be listening to my show. Okay, um, it's the summer of naughty bits for 19 Nocturne Boulevard, let's face it. Um, well, uh, if you listen to the credits, you'll hear that... I credit this as being copyright 2000, 2012, and that's because I really wrote most of this back in 2000. Um, that was back when I was getting a chance to do some gaming, and the story was just sort of running out my head. Parts of it have been added and rewritten since then, but that's when the bulk of the story was written. Um, one thing that's awesome news, I've, and I'm not... I don't have chapter and verse, so this is unsubstantiated as yet, as I think I heard somebody say that Slay Industries has actually signed some official adaptation-y stuff. Um, as, I, as I've pointed out repeatedly, this was originally inspired by a game of Slay Industries that I had played in, and because, well, frankly, because of frothers, I couldn't remove it completely from the world to turn it into some, something 100% original without just being you ripped off Rothers from Slay Industries. So that's why this is coming out as quasi-gray area fanfic. And, and I say that because I'm really not using much of the Slay Industries world apart. I mean, most stuff in here that you'll hear me mention is actually stuff I made up. Yeah, Frothers and Carrion. And so, uh, oh, I do mention Shivers, too. Shivers, just for future reference, um, that's just the nickname they give the police. It's like coppers or flatfoot or whatever. I think it's. I don't think it's official. 